Hello there, you lovely, lovely people. Welcome to episode 471 of Conversation Street. Am I allowed to make fun of you like you make fun of me when I do something? Go for it, I don't care. I'm on cloud nine today because I have interviewed Tanisha Gorey. And if you turn on this podcast expecting to hear that, you've come to the wrong place. You want to get the bonus podcast for episode 471, where I was joined for a lovely interview with her just on Tuesday night this week and we talked about growing up on the cobbles we talked about the storyline she's been in she talked about the development of Asher as a character um yeah it's really great stuff actually so um if you would like to hear more about that go over and listen to it on our bonus podcast or even better if you go over to our YouTube channel you can watch it because it was a video interview they're all the rage these days Yep. <laughs> they are, it's true. I'm done, I'm done with the kids. I did a video interview. Awesome. Go and listen to it. It's great. Hello. Welcome to the podcast. Gemma, what are we talking about this week? Coronation Street. Thank podcast. goodness. Between the 17th and the 21st of May, 2021, UK, um, <laughs> episodes 10,327 to 10,332. Yes, it is very good. Um, I've introduced ourselves. I'm Gemma. I'm Michael. Hello. Um, what do we do? What's what has been? Ah, oh, I know what I can talk about. I just need to. I'm just stripping for oh. Gemma right now because Ooh, look at that. I'm taking up my jumper. I am wearing. Why are you I'm doing just showing that? the they computer. I am wearing a conversation Conversation Street T-shirt to record tonight's episode. Everybody. Oh, it's so oh yes. We so this is what we got for our um, Rovers Tier patrons as the 2021. Um, reward. So we, we ordered a job lot of t-shirts and we're going to send them out hopefully soon. We need to get some packages and stuff yes, to send them in. But yeah, they arrived on Monday and it was so, so cool. If you um, follow us on Instagram, you might have seen our Instagram story of opening the box and everything. Oh, oh it's like the first so time we've exciting. ever... We've done we've done other stuff before, like we have the postcards that we made. Yeah, and the mugs. That was fun. We had yeah, but we didn't get the mugs delivered here. The mugs all got delivered directly to patrons. Oh yeah, that last year's one. So this we is have like had, the we first have got our own conversation stream that we've ever had like all the merch in one place, and it was so great. Really, so really fun. Yes. They look really great. I I think they do. I think I think our patrons nice are soft. going to um really enjoy wearing yeah. them. Yeah. Or, you know, do whatever you want with them. Do what you like with Turn them. Turn them into a, into a dust cloth if I can, all I can. Well, they're no, the right colour because they're Fly orange. Fly them as a flag outside your house to spread the word of the podcast all day, all night. Maybe we can do bunting as a Patreon book when, when we start to scrape the bottom of the barrel in 20 years' time. <laughs> I think that though we should um, T-shirt bomb the area outside the, Conver- the Coronation Street set. Wow, why not? And just yeah, spread the word to all the uh, all the Coronation Street fans who go there on Can their I pilgrimage. Can I get a T-shirt cannon? Yes. Be careful! I hear that uh, they killed killed more Flanders. Don't <laughs> fire them at anybody. All right, wait for them to people's faces. Okay. Yeah, very very cool stuff. Um, I'm also quite happy because we had an inspection at school today and it went very well. And it was an English inspection, and I'm in charge of English, so that was cool. Um, and. And then, and then this week's Coronation Street came along and it was a bit rubbish and sportive for a little bit. But never mind, we'll get to that I can't believe in the street talk section. When I've had to listen to you all week moaning at me about how much you hate Coronation this Street. This week's Coronation Street was not the best. I will, I will, well, we I will warn you yet. now. We, we have not seen t- tonight's episode yet. We are a little bit um, 
in advance. But um, yeah, it could still turn it around, we'll have to see. Um, but that's it. Anything, anything you want to share? I watch, I've been watching The Mayor of East Town. And I've only ever heard of it from podcasts where I thought she was the mayor of East Town. Mm-hmm. But her name That's is what they Mayor. Wanted you to think. Which is short for Mary. Is, it, is she a Mardi mayor? She is a bit, actually, yeah. <laughs> the Mardi mayor of Everyone's East Town. Everyone's talking about how groundbreaking a drama series it is, but it really just feels like an ITV crime drama because it's like about a, te- a female detective who's a grumpy bitch. <laughs> solving crimes <laughs> it's like that's that's been like the bread and butter of itv dr- crime dramas oh yeah that, that could be um that could be a uh ds mckinnon spin-off show couldn't it yes but it stars kate winslet yeah. who's famous and as also Sandra, as Sandra Huggett. evan peters who yeah. i was surprised to see um and i've also started watching the flight attendant and that's really good so. also also, also, everybody, I've had a great week. little sneak peek for next podcast, next week's podcast. Gemma did something oh, I else did. for the podcast. We're yeah. not allowed to talk about no, it. It's embargoed secret. until Monday. You'll find out but, um, next week. Yeah. Well, you'll find out on Monday because everyone will start talking about it on Monday. Yeah. Um, but it's going to be obvious. But I will reveal all on Friday's podcast next week. So look forward to that. But before Saturday's then. Podcast. Oh, yeah, we record it on Fridays. Before then, I would like to give you a quiz to find out how much you know about Coronation Street on, broadcast in the UK. No, broadcast between the 17th and 21st of May in years ending in 1 and a 6. And I forced the information from coronationstreet.fandom.com. And as I, I was doing this quiz um, yesterday and I was feeling very smug with myself, I was thinking, Haha, remember that time I got the completely the wrong birthdays what a fool i was that I will never that. happen again and then i looked at what i was doing and i was writing questions for august <laughs> because the url just takes me to like 13th of that's august, your I that's think. your home page for coropedia is yeah, it august it for some reason there for some reason okay well you got it right so I, I eventually worked and all the worst part of the whole thing was that those two days were weekend days so <laughs> you're gonna have those questions shoehorned in okay. at some point all right, all so right. look forward to that in the future but for now, let's just do May, shall we? Yes. So on the 17th of May, 1971, who tries to take custody of the twins when they decide that Bet is too tarty? Not, this isn't the twins that decide this, this is the mystery person. The mystery person decides that Bet is too tarty to be around them and Ken gets drunk and ends up with a hangover. So this is 1971. Right. Somebody wants to take custody of the twins. Um, Ken's. Yeah, so I'm guessing Shep. this is after Valerie is dead. Mm-hmm. Um, gosh, it must be, um, it's going to have to be one of the, one of the tatlocks, I assume. Maybe? Yeah, what kind of tatlock? What uh, variety some, of Some tatlock? kind of, not, not an Albert kind of tatlock. Sure, he didn't want to have the twins, did he? I would imagine, in, I would imagine in 1971, if, if an old man tried to adopt children, it, um, he'd be put into a mental asylum, because, I mean, Harry Hewitt sent his child to an I orphanage. I don't know where they actually ended up going. Was it BT? No, it is a tatlock, so I'll give you half a mark. Okay. It was Edith Tatlock, who's the mum of Valerie. Okay. And also, that she is the wife of Alfred Tatlock, who is not Albert Tatlock, no. but his brother. Okay, okay. 17th of May, 1976. Who stands to be evicted from the corner shop flat when Reenie buys the shop? Oh, gosh, I don't know. Just give me a name of who you think was living in the shop when... 1976, who was living in the shop? Uh, Don't forget, there 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 was a flat above and there was also the living quarters behind. Yeah, it was weird, wasn't it? Because it was was completely different. There was a little behind area. 
With like a little front I'm sure you asked me something very similar room. to this last week. With a dresser? Um, I'm going to say... Can't wait to say. Perhaps yeah. it was. Come on, stop. No, I don't know. Um, ah. Come on. Uh, all right. No, I don't no know. More time. I don't know. Trisha, Gail, and Elsie. I was gonna. Uh, no, you no, I was gonna say this. all of them. I, I thought it. I'm might sorry. Be why don't you have a say? Why don't you? Why do you always want to tell sound me? Stupid by getting it wrong. You sound stupid when you don't have an answer. Okay, next so, question. I'm not doing so well so far. Seventeenth of May, nineteen ninety-one. What dish does Mavis cook for Derek to incite his randiness? Parsnips. No, that's. There was a parsnip question last week. What is the dish? Parsnip surprise. Yes, that's the one. <laughs> parsnip surprise and curried parsnip soup. Oh, I thought there was a curried parsnip in there somewhere. Oh, did you? You were going to say curried parsnip, but you didn't. 18th what of May. What was that my mum used to make? Um, she used to make carrot and coriander soup. Yeah, maybe that's what I'm thinking. She, she also exactly made, used to make... Did she make a parsnip soup once? I don't know. Hmm. Oh, 18th mom. of May. <laughs> we miss you for many things. <laughs> I'm not saying it well. <laughs> 18th of May, 2016, the Gazette interview... I got really confused then, because there's a Japanese band called the Gazette. Okay. The Weatherfield Gazette, not the band, interview Jenny for which heroic deed on the 18th of May, 2016? The heroic deed of saving Jack from the path of a tram. Yeah, correct. On the same day, why does Izzy get arrested? Um, Being annoying is not a crime. Running over a policeman's foot with her wheelchair. No. Oh. Buying drugs. Drugs. Oh. She she, she ran his foot over when I was trying to arrest her. Okay. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Fine. <laughs> I don't think it's illegal to run a policeman's foot over with your wheelchair as long as you go. Well, it bloody well should be. No, as long as you These go. Policemen deserve sorry, our respect. Sorry, didn't see you there. Sorry. Nineteenth of May. 1986, Audrey accidentally tells... When's this? 86? Yes. Audrey accidentally tells Ivy that Gail and Brian are thinking of moving to which country? Ah. Where would they be moving to? 1986? <laughs> yeah. It was... Uh, oh, I was going to say... Oh. Canada, uh, Australia... I need uh, a country's name... That isn't just you muttering to yourself, uh, trying to... Australia. To... Yes. Yes, because he had his cousin, he didn't he? Cousin. Ian Latimer. Yeah. 19th of May, 2011. Who does Chesney find that John has tied up and gagged in their cellar? The Hoyles. Charlotte Hoyle's parents. Do you remember what their names were? I do not, but that's not a point. Alan and Dorothy. Okay. Excellent. Those are excellent parent names, aren't they? <laughs> what happens well, next? I'm sure that my dad would be very pleased with knowing that Alan is a is excellent an excellent parent, parent name. What happens next? Um, he he gets g- gagged and bound and tied in there as well, doesn't he, he Chesney? Yeah. Yeah. Just make sure you didn't mean John. That would be quite funny if uh, Chesney was like, John, you've messed up. I'm going to tie you up and see how you like it. 20th of May, 1991. How does Mavis's parsnip plan backfire? Oh, he smacks um, an office lady or a cleaning lady or something who he works for on the bum. Correct. (laughs) This would not fly these days. Um, Also, they spend the morning making love and they're late by an hour for work. That was we watched that, didn't we? That That was was funny. funny. That was funny. (laughs) Twentieth of May, two thousand and eleven. It's an accident at the garage. 
Oh no! But do you remember what happened and who it happened to? That's very vague. I know it's very vague, but I didn't really care because I'm going to say it happens to Kevin. Yeah. See. Um, I'm going to say that he probably had some kind of vehicle land on him. Um. Yeah, but I th- was I he think underneath the vehicle? And... Mark, but oh, was it somebody's? It. Yeah, somebody waxing with a hammer or something and something. Tyrone. In a fit of rage, yeah. attacks the hydraulic yeah, drip. Yeah, um, I'm remembering it, that's a point. With a spanner while he's by himself, and then later on, Kevin yes. gets underneath it and nearly dies. I was just about to say all of so, that. So, like, Tyrone's been an arsehole for 10 years or more. It's <laughs> all coming back now. 21, 21st of May 2001, Shelley plans what charity event that she tries to rope Les into at the Rovers to raise money for the women's centre that Toya attends due to her rape. I've got no idea. I can't even what? hazard a guess. He wants to, she wants to rope Les into it. Yeah, I don't know if this might trigger a memory. No. I mean, if I was... if I Was, was Les not usually particularly suited to this challenge, more so than at other It's more of a comedy residents? thing than I would say a suited thing. No, no. What are you it, laughing about? I just, it, it's, it's in the wake of Toya's rape mm-hmm. and they're just doing a comedy charity thing to lighten the mood and exactly get some money. This is exactly what I was going to say. If I, if I had been Toya and gone through this, I don't know that I would thank Shelley <laughs> for planning a drag night in, her, in my honour. Drag night? Blimey, like yeah. how Toya was dragged through the cobbles <sighs> after she was raped. Um, Starring her father-in-law. Not father-in-law, stepfather, I mean. 21st of May, 2006. How does Gail trick David into revealing he's the one sending cards from Richard Hillman? Oh, she pretends that... She she makes up a date and she tells David that something is happening on a date, but that's actually not. Like, Richard's birthday is coming up soon or something like that. I'll give you a mark because she just redeemed herself at the end there. Yeah, she (laughs) tells him it's Richard's birthday and then a card arrives. Oh, shock horror. So you did really well. You You only got three wrong. Yeah. Half a mark for another one. I'm pretty pleased with myself. All round, good start to the podcast, everybody. Right. Um. Well, that that's it birthdays. for now. Oh yeah, birthday. Sorry, birth future birthday people. Think of all the birthday it's, people. It's right now. Happy birthday, Corypedia Day today, isn't it? Happy birthday. Today. Um. Twenty second of May, Denise Welch. She played Natalie Barnes. Twenty third of May, J- Jane Bickerton. Who played Yarn and Lum. Love her. Uh, 24th of May, Stephen Beckett, who played Matt Ramsden, and Naomi Ryan, who played Bobby Lewis. 25th of May, Margie Clark. Mar- Mar- Margie Clark. Margie Clark. We've been watching her, haven't we? Isn't she Jackie brilliant? Dogs. We just got to her on our DVDs. Love her. Oh, uh, yeah, she's great. She's so 26th funny. 26th of May, Lucy Evans, who played Lauren Wilson. 28th of May, Anne Reid, who played Valerie Barlow, and Michelle Collins, who played Stella Price. Never heard of her. <laughs> what a lovely bunch of birthdays. Happy birthday, all our Corey family. And if it's your birthday, if you're a listener, happy birthday to you too. Yes, happy birthday to you too. Right, we're going uh, to pause it for now. We're going to watch tonight's Coronation Street. And, um, well, You don't seem like you're you in hear. the mood to give as much of a... Um, as savage attack as well look you, you know what if tonight's week. episode is as bad as Monday Wednesday's episode and I'm in this good mood now then it's just going to utterly ruin this good mood that I'm in but and I've it's going to make me even more scaling I was listening to you scaling. all week long scaling. complaining to me about how much you I've hated not this gone on about it you, that um, much yes you have I haven't yes you have only when it was on <laughs> right anyway we'll see you on the other side everybody yeah um, bye good, good luck see you in a minute well, here we are then. Well, well, well. <laughs> I don't... What? We, we, are, we are now a few hours on from that last bit of recording we did. We've watched tonight's Coronation Street. I have to say it wasn't as bad. I don't think it could yeah, have got any bad. worse. 
I thought it was a fine, standard, all right episode tonight. But um, and and it has it has raised my score in my week in my head for the week. Oh, because you got challenged, didn't you? I I have been challenged. To can I can I get this in the ones? Um, I, I'm not I'm not revealing anything yet. Um, but I, I'm erring between two scores at the moment. I tell you that. Wow. Uh, See, I've been that, that that week, Gemma. What a load of cobblers that was. Cobblers. Keeping it Coronation Street themed here. Blimey, I got mad. Now, if I think I, I think people are kind of looking forward to me being mad on the podcast today because I I've. <laughs> I've made my feelings about this week relatively clear on social media this week. All week long. But equally, I, I hate it when there's a week that I don't really like when I've got a special guest on the podcast as well. Because that's why we have a separate episode. That's why it's separate. That's not positive, that. And this may be going to be less so. But we only moan because we care and because we love it. And also because sometimes Coronation Street is absolute awful rubbish. Ugh, I just hated an awful lot of this week. Some of it was... Some of it was bad. Some of it, good. luckily for it, I guess, was it kind of strayed into the so bad it's good territory. There, I, can, I can certainly think of bits that, like that. <laughs> uh, and there, then there are other bits that I was just fairly ambivalent about. But yeah, oh, I, I, think, I think if what happened on Monday had happened on tonight's episode, I would have, I would have been too fuming to speak. To be fair, quite what? quite frank. If today's happened if, on no, Monday, if, no, no. If what Mon- what happened on okay. Monday's episode happened today, right, right. Mm-hmm. Because I've kind of chilled a little bit I since know, it then. It feels like you. Like, it, I said to you, you kept talking to me about it. I kept saying, "Save it for the podcast. Don't tell me now. Stop talking to me about it. Save your passion for the, lo- the last show. time." That Coronation Street really, really riled me up yeah, like this exactly was when Dennis Tanner yeah. drove off with Gloria. Never forget it. He abandoned Rita, left her in the dust, went swanning off into the sunset. And, and, oh, I'm so mad because I really like Dennis Tanner. And then they, Coronation Street writers made him unfaithful. I can't, and that is what happened this week. (laughs) Yeah, this is And although I was kind of semi-saw it coming. No words for me. To actually, oh, go on, you you speak, you speak. (laughs) No, carry on. No, to to actually see it happen, it's just, oh, it, it caught me off guard, quite frankly. I didn't. I didn't think it had happened quite so hard and fast as Ooh, that. Oh, no, no, that's what she said. Oh, man, I'm, I'm fuming about it. It's, we've seen character assassinations in Coronation Street in the past. We've got, a, we've got a Flip and Bobbins Award dedicated to the fact. I don't know how Jenny Bradley, Connor, well, will she still be Connor by then? Who knows? I don't know how she can avoid getting the bobbins for character assassination this year because they have thrown her right underneath the Weatherfield Wayfarer this week. And yes, they've tried to, you know, show that she's regretful and everything. Oh, like we said before, just because you're sorry doesn't mean it didn't happen. Yes, Sharon, we're talking about you yeah. as well there. Oh, and Tyrone. I'm so, so sad and mad and gutted and just so, and yes. so, so annoyed that they've done this to Jenny, one of my favourite characters, <laughs> and Jenny and Johnny, one of my favourite couples, and with bloody Uncle Ronnie as well. Uncle Ronnie, he I thought... He makes my skin crawl. He's... Bu- that oh schmoozing God. scene. Oh, no. Where I can't remember what he was saying, though. He, he was really giving her the come-to-bed eyes, and, and he was just <laughs> so cheesy. I mean, oh, at least Dev was comedy cheesy. He was like... <sighs> 
<laughs> Deb is like intentionally comedy. Um, you I know, think, can I just cheese mice? But Ronnie's like, who? I, th- I think Listen, I, maybe some people find that. Let sort me interject of thing. to you and tell you that you're not the target audience. For or... Uncle Ronnie's bulging pectorals. <laughs> no, no clearly not. But then I didn't think Jenny was either. Maybe, <laughs> maybe I will end up with Uncle Ronnie in bed next week because he's obviously so irresistible that Jenny can't keep her maybe hands off him despite the fact that her husband is due back from prison imminently. Surprise! I'm back from prison. So mad. Oh, I'm you, so mad. You managed to manifest it. Well done. See, all this week I have been mentally protecting myself by not really watching the show um i don't really know what happened is this your confession is it i keep <sighs> well listen sometimes... i said earlier on the facebook group i watched the whole week and i saw nothing that's because you probably had your ipad held between bo- you because and... it was boring i am i not allowed to disengage from something that i find a bit boring I'm doing a podcast on it no you, you're right that's it, true. It, it but there were oh. I'm not was the only boring? person who, who didn't follow a lot of what happened this week because of how boring it was. And I totally reserve the right to, even if I am doing a podcast about something, to find something boring and not pay full attention. Well, it's gonna sometimes be... you have to protect your brain. It's going to be quite funny listening to you synopsising one of the, or a I couple just... of these stories. And you go, oh, did that happen? Did it's it? not like this would be the first time I've done that. <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah, I can tell you, you sit there on your iPad and I'm like that. You were saying, what are you doing? What are you doing on your iPad, Gemma? Who are you talking to? What what did that person just say? I don't know. No, okay, I'll just rewind it to find out what that person said, because I was taking my notes. And I don't want to, and like occasionally, and I've learnt not to do this anymore, I've taken the iPad off Gemma's lap when she's been fully disengaged in Coronation Street. And I I, I live to regret that. So now I'm just sitting there thinking, how much how much does Gemma know what's going on? Well, you certainly know what well, went on with Jenny and Ronnie this week. Yeah, because I just heard you say. Well, you saw it that happen. That was a joke. That was you a joke. My God, calm down. And I Sharon. A small child. All the, all the hijinks that Sharon got up to this week. I saw a small child get kidnapped. Actually, I didn't. I saw a small child kidnap himself mm. and then sing a sad song. Sing a sad song underneath sure. some very fast-moving clouds at the end of the episode because it's all arty. I wasn't sure whether we were watching Disney Plus or not, because that seems like a sort of Disney Channel movie <laughs> where he gets kidnapped and then sort of runs away with a pack of stray dogs. Sam, on, Sam Online spin-off, yes, please. Mm. Well, shall we, shall we um, just get it all over with and see what happened this week then? Let's, let's talk about this hot mess in detail and see if we can find anything laudable about it. Can I, I'm going to give this five out of five because no, as you're far as I not. know, it was great. And also, the other thing is, um, I've had to listen to you ranting all week. And if you thought that was funny, listening to Michael just saying that, imagine if that was going on for four, for five days and you couldn't escape. Gemma, I have not been going on. <laughs> it's been in the in the immediate aftermath of the episodes and I've gone and you know taken out my anger on the washing but, up afterwards. Look, yeah, OK, I, I'm, I was only really joking. Actually, it's quite funny. This is why it's difficult for me when Coronation Street is really bad. Because I actually find it quite funny how mad you get about it, and it kind of makes me enjoy it more. No, I'm not usually this mad. So no, I know, but usually it, when Coronation Street's why, bad, I'm just like, at least I, I feel know. passionate about it this week. But that's why whenever I think, <laughs> whenever I think I've done this, 
<laughs> driving up in his car oh it just God. makes me laugh because we're mad at you because that was on a Friday wasn't if it and we recorded a podcast yeah. like straight up was that the last scene of the if episode or something and I pleasure in your spouse's pain what's the point of getting married <laughs> um Oh, God. Right, okay, so... You... And it came after such two good weeks as well. Right, this is what I think happened. That's like, they spent they spent weeks and months, like, meticulously plotting this two weeks of really excellent Coronation Street, where That's loads so of, good. like, really good characterizations, great plot lines, everything came together perfectly. Brilliant performances. Fantastic performances. And then they went, should we do... Should we talk about what's going to happen in the next two weeks? And I'm like, look, I'm really tired. We've done good work here. Let's go. Let's come back to it later. And then when they came to the script, they were like, oh, crap, quick. <laughs> Pick what should we write? <laughs> but the problem with them, they're already behind, aren't they? Yeah. But on Friday, I mean, today's episode, literally, the storyline between Jenny and Johnny, all episode, both episodes, well, it was one long episode, wasn't it? Was basically jo- Johnny saying, he must have said this about three times. I know what's really going on around here, Jenny. He literally said that about three times. She's like, what do you mean? And Daisy's there going, oh, I want to tell him so bad. She's like, I know something, John. There he is. And he's like, Ronnie's such a lovely guy, isn't he, Jenny? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you and Jenny have got so much in common. All right, stop. Okay, let's talk about what actually happened. Right, so. So are you going to talk? I want you to talk about the Jenny and Johnny stuff. I couldn't even even think of a decent storyline title for this. I've got the Jenny, Ronnie, Johnny jam. It kind of rolls off the tongue. They're in a bit of a jam at the moment, aren't they? I was going to be the Jenny Ronnie Johnny Jamboree, but then that Um, sounds far too fun for it. We did have some more of the the Sharon confidential information this week. Uh, There was Gail, the one that couldn't keep her lips sealed in tonight's episode. Um, I was going to call this like Game Sharon as well. Like, you know, game sharing on on Xbox because there was a little bit of gaming on Wednesday and that was the bit that was so bad it was good. I kind of appreciated just how off the mark and terrible that was, actually. So we Also, points for Sharon for perfectly capturing um, a person of a certain age who is technologically confused and how they press buttons. Yes. Like, they press buttons with their whole physical being... You don't have to use your shoulders to to push the button in, but that's what she was doing. And you also don't need to hold it up to your face. I know. Oh gosh, she did. But she had it to her face, like she, the most going, stereotypical. Like pushing the I don't button, know like she was trying work. to put her finger through the controller. <laughs> yeah. The controller looked like something between a, a, a pocket calculator and a Nokia N-Gage. <laughs> I don't know what that was that Hardy was using to control it. <laughs> Simon had a perfectly normal Xbox controller to control he won't play his an machine. Xbox, though, was he? No, whatever that was um but yeah Gardy's controller I, d- I don't know where they got that from i think those two boys were fleeced on some kind of kickstarter campaign for oh we're going to create the latest new games console it's going to be amazing and then they download it and what they got jungle universe I-, I will tell you we're all over the place today i will tell you exactly what Ardy had on his controller be- on, on his, his console because um right which of these games is uh, d- tickles your fancy slow down five American Rally 2, Jungle Universe, which by the way, that, that, really that was the, kind of the odd lion. one out, didn't it? Yeah, it was yeah. just like a yeah, like a bored lion. it's like a Pokemon Snap ripoff, where you just go around taking photos of lions. Yeah, maybe that's Asher's game. Um, fight the fear, <laughs> play fair or die, retain the fear, 
Retain the fear too. What amazing selection of games there. They just run out of ideas there. Fight the fear, retain the fear, retain the fear too. It's like, whatever, nobody's going to pause this and have a look at it. Well... Coronation you, Street. Well, you don't you don't understand how obsessive we are about getting mad about things. What's Playfair or Die? Playfair or Die sounds like one of those really dodgy Netflix movies that it was made in like two thousand and one and nobody has ever heard of it. <laughs> oh gosh, it was awful. The the, the other you've thing written, that sh- you've written that is American a rally too, but it could have been American Wally. Oh yeah, we didn't see the first letter. American I guess American Sally too. American Sally, yeah, yeah, it could have been. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, what you were saying about her using the controller as well. Not only that, she also has to comment on everything that she's doing. Like when she was writing that message to, to Simon, she had to say it out loud. Yeah, but that's for people oh, that can't Oh, Simon, read. Kelly's been killed. Oh, OMG. Kelly. Not Kelly. What's his name? Seb. Go and get the How's your delete a letter on this thing? Oh, back, oh. back, 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 back. Oh, anyway, look, we got to get. We got. We're, we're, we're all over the but place like, today. I'm um, just trying to pretend this this whole story didn't happen with Jenny and Johnny. But let, let's can we let's that, get into it. Hang on, we haven't, have we gone through all the. We haven't, have we? We have not. Okay, so we got the Jenny Ronnie Johnny Jam. We got Sharon Confidential Information. We had a little bit of Reetha Franklin, Tully Sales and Marketing. Well, hey, I'm glad to see that back again. Uh, rutting Ties and um, Make a Mountain Out of a Troll Hill. So they really did, you know, they were, they were scraping they, the bottom of the barrel for some went, of their stories for this week. No, I think they, they looked at some of these stories and they went, people are going to hate this. Should we just shove them all together in a week? I I couldn't think of no other explanation for how this. Some of these stories are just should be flushed down the toilet. Some of them are just like, why is this still going? Why Honestly, is why Sean's is... story still going? Why no, is that still why, circling why the drain? Why is Kathy still living in it's a house? Ridiculous. She's been there two months. Who literally hate her? It's like it's like Golden Girls turned into Mean Girls, like geriatric Mean Girls. Yeah, and and then and then rutting ties, which is like, oh I hate man. It. And also, I still don't understand. I didn't understand what um, what was Alina saying about what all those things meant. Uh, yeah, I, don't know, I know everyone knows them. YOLO, but what the hell were the other ones? What does ha- trills? Why does trills sound like true? I don't know. We're we're not Gen Z, Gemma. I think you have to be. Um, well, apparently, a there's been a load age. of discussion online about what our generation is called, and now we're called. I think we're called geriatric millennials now. Oh, lovely. How nice. I've been... Right, I come care. on, come on. Right, what's been going on in the Rovers this week? Well, Ed has returned back from seeing Aggie and Artie Corona. He thinks his camper van's been stolen because it's not outside the outside the, the house like it normally is. But Ronnie says, it's fine, Michael, he says, because Ed's gone off. I've actually taken it to some camper van specialist to get it pimped up. What could go wrong? This guy's Ed's going to love it. The Alan Titchmarsh of renovating camper vans. Yeah, he's the person to go to if you want it renovated or found. Or stolen. Both at the same time. Ronnie invites Jenny to get in, go to the van with him because they've been getting a bit close recently. Jenny, uh, Daisy is somewhat sultry and suspicious and, ooh, what's going on here then about this? You can't um, be sultry about something. That's how you look, not what you she, are. She was looking sultry. Yeah, she, she looks like, sultry. Oh. That's her default expression. Pout, trout pout. No, she does not have a trout pout, Michael. I don't know what that means either. It means that you've got a fake... Oh, she's been Ivy Brennan. No, she hasn't. She hasn't, hasn't been Ivy Brennan as no. far as we know. <laughs> right, You're so throwing allegations. Jenny is going to go camper vanning with Uncle Ronnie, 
but instead she goes to prison first because uh, she goes to visit Johnny. She seems to think that Johnny's going to be out of prison in a week. Oh, has he lied to her or something? Or because he's yeah, that's weird because he would surely know. Yeah, uh, okay, but you know well, that that's the least of our problems. Yeah, so at prison, Johnny says, "Oh, Ronnie, is he still living there? What, what's going on there? Uh, how's things going?" And she was very quick to change the subject because she's clearly falling for him and his charms or something. Jenny says, "Why don't we have a little holiday when we when you get out of prison?" He's just like, "I just want to go back to a normal life, actually." Also, one of the best things about this was. That Johnny's got long hair now. He does, yes. It's, it's quite good. Yes, it's, he's got rid of his face hair. And he yeah, has he's got put it on his head. head hair. Yeah. Not yeah. many a man can, can have long hair as, a, as an older gent, so hats off to you. Actually, you don't need to wear a hat because you've got lovely he hair. He looks like he should be in the Rolling Stones or something. Maybe he is um, holding... Um, it's in tribute to Seb and his waterfall of gravy. Oh, yes, yeah, maybe it might be. Yeah, I'll never forget that. I know. That's what you bring it up on a weekly I'll, basis. I often like least. to refer to that. Yeah, well done the writer who did that. Yeah, anyway, one. they've gone to get this camper van, uh, pick, pick up the camper van. It looks great. Um, and then, and Jenny's inside. And then, what do you know, Ed shows up. Very coincidentally, at the exact same time, because it's like not I said, it is a coincidence. No, it isn't, because he's gone to the guy who renovates camper vans to say, "Has anyone nicked my camper van and brought it to you to get renovated?" No, I that thought makes that was... sense to me. Yeah. That makes perfect. I'm sorry, that makes sense. The only thing you can complain about is that they were there at the same time. Well, yeah, that's what I'm moaning about—the fact that they just both happened to be there at the same time. Now, Jenny hides to make herself look a little bit suspicious. I don't know why she particularly hid. Why no. she couldn't have just said, yeah, I just came along with Ronnie, but never mind. She ducks down inside the van. Um, and uh, Ed's not happy with what Ronnie's done because obviously doing this up was supposed to be a family renovation project together, which you kind of ruined, Ronnie. And then Jenny sneezes and gives herself away. Ed thinks that you're using my van as a place for a bunk up with a local landlady. And uh, she's like, no, I've just come to see... Um, i just been to see my husband, actually, at the prison. I just wanted to have a look at the van, so near. At that point, I was thinking, OK, maybe that's all it is. Maybe it's going to be about, you know... To, no, no, I thought that people are going to suspect that she's having it off with Ronnie, but actually she's not, because she Jenny is would. better than that. She never would. You would never be unfaithful can you, to lovely Johnny. Can you just admit, though, that, Ro- that Ronnie is a good-looking bloke? No, you I can't. Don't, I don't. I don't ask me. I don't know about these things. Look, Michael, I'm I, a heterosexual woman, and I can say Daisy is a hot fox. He's got a lovely floppy hat. He doesn't. He's got like a beret. Yeah, it's floppy, isn't it? Floppy beret. I think beret. he's got like a stiff brim. Um, oh, I don't know. I, I don't think we need to get into his um, his <laughs> accessories, do we? Anyway, um, go back to the Rovers, and this is where Ronnie does his. Utterly cringy, creepy, horrible not, turning look. on the chart. He's, he has a bit of a schmooze, a bit of a flirt. Jenny's looking all a quiver at this. And I'm like, no, Jenny, don't do this. He he is oh, he was like dev, but oh, without the comedy, I I just think he's not cringy or gross. He, I, you're I, just putting that onto him because you don't like the situation. No, I thought he was being utterly cheesy about it. Well, look. <laughs> this explains why you've only ever had one girlfriend in your life. You're not very good at flirting. Oh my gosh! <laughs> and um, well, to, poor Gemma, everybody. Poor Gemma. To 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 cut a long story short. 
because it doesn't take very long. <laughs> They've shagged everybody. Congratulations, Jenny. I'm All so pleased for nice you. Hat. They come down the stairs. Ronnie's coming down the stairs, doing his shirt up. And that led into a funny discussion on our Facebook group this week about whoever comes down the shirt stairs doing their shirt up. Don't you just get dressed upstairs? I wouldn't know because we don't have stairs in this house. No, we know, oh, we're permanently undressed in this house. That, that made me so mad. <laughs> so mad. <laughs> Look, this is what I mean. You're pretending like you haven't been like this a week. Jenny is mortified with herself. She says, it can't happen again. You, he might, you might be a free agent, Ronnie, but I'm not. I'm married. I'm married, everybody. Ronnie is just looking so bloody pleased and chuffed and smug with himself with his latest conquest. Michael, do you like Oh, Ronnie? I've never, uh, no, never had a ginger before, Michael, he says. Michael, you gross man. Um, so anyway, then Ed comes into the Rovers and says, so, sorry I was a bit of a git earlier about the camper van. Yeah, I think it's quite nice of you to do that, actually. Jenny says, right, go and have a seat. I'm going to bang your heads together. I'm going, to, I'm going to sort you two out because you need to be friends. Anyway, it didn't take them too long to kiss and make up. Um, and then just to, to top off the uh, the drama that's going on, Kat shows up. Remember her? Oh, I hated this bit. Ronnie's wife, everybody. Um, who I'd forgotten about her. No, I She came in for about... A, she was alive for one episode yeah. a month or so ago, wasn't she? So this is his wife that... Are they... No, they're not divorced they're or anything, strange. are they? They are, yeah, very Yeah, they're not divorced yet. No. Uh, and Jenny doesn't like the fact that she has been sleeping with a married man because now it's double adultery or something. Yeah, it is. You get, you get even more punished. Yeah. Um, so, Ed... Also, Ed Kat didn't... comes in and she's an arse. She and says... she's like, oh, Northerners are rubbish. I uh, bet you don't even have any food and I don't want crisps that taste weird or something. And it was just like, oh, yeah, here we go again. You cannot literally have anybody, like, who lives south of Coventry come on the show without them establishing to begin with that they hate everybody and everything about the north. Yeah. Why? Although, I don't get it. Uncle Ronnie is is from uh, south of the border, isn't he? South of what border? Coventry, Coventry, Coventry border. border. <laughs> I just want to point out that Cor- Cor- Coronation Street is a show that is watched by people all across the country. It's not just... I know it's for northerners, but can we not alienate whole entire groups of people by making out that we're all snobs and idiots? Because mm. we're not. And posh. Ed didn't even know that um, Ronnie was married either, so that's kind of a bit of a surprise. Yeah, that was Ronnie, it. Ronnie tells her to bog off because he didn't want anything to do with her there, so she, she clip-clops off, and I think that's the last we saw of her. Jenny goes into the back, she has a bit of a moment. She has a bit of a wobble, doesn't she? Sam and uh, Sean and Daisy are there talking about MLM stuff. She's like, get back into your bar. And then she says, stupid, stupid, stupid. And that was her commentary on this storyline at the moment, not to do with herself. Because no, it is. she was is. just looking at the plot for the next She was just yeah, read, reading story. her future scripts. Stupid, stupid. <laughs> oh, God. Gosh, it was. Oh, man, it's so bad. Uh, but... Uh, I don't think I'm Does mad at Jenny. Like I this? don't think I'm mad at Jenny. Yeah, I wanted I'm... to point this out. This is the thing I said. I say before. I've said before about like people and how you judge other people by their actions and yourself by your intentions. And if you like somebody on Coronation Street, you're usually quite happy to allow whatever their intentions to be to be how you judge them. You know, so I am. I am. So you give people um a a get-out-of-jail-free card sort of thing for bad behaviour. But there's also the extra added dimension on Coronation Street of that the script writers made them do it. That's that's what I'm thinking. Which is um I'm feeling that she was, she, was, uh, she was the marionette of the week. Yeah, it's quite a funny and weird um, sort of position to take. But it is one that I often 
employ myself when a character I like does something I don't think they would do. Yeah. Um, and I want to excuse it. But equally, another character I don't like who would do something that was not in character, I would say, yeah, definitely, I hate them. So that's what they would do. So yeah. I completely understand that that is... Um, not applied in equal measure to everybody, but it is part of being a Coronation Street fan or like a soap fan in general. Yeah, yeah where... definitely, definitely. Uh, it, like, like I said, I felt that it was that Jenny was thrown in front of a bus this week. And she this didn't throw it... herself in front of a bus. It was the whoever thought that this train wreck of a story would be a great idea so to boost the ratings. and a, a marauding bus. There were all kinds of There's vehicle of, crashes yeah. going on in there. There's like a helicopter on top. Might as well. Hovercraft yeah. comes launching in from the yeah. Weatherfield Canal. Yeah. Um yeah, this is the this is the difference between character and a plot driven story. Yes, yes, so this, this is was plot, plot driven where this was plot. you just know the characters wouldn't have done this and it it's weaker it, to me it's a weaker form of story because you could have put anybody in this situation and it would have it just feels a bit like a child playing with toys. And, like, sending Barbie off to war with G.I. Joe because they've got a G.I. Joe and that's what they want to do with them. Doesn't make any sense because Barbie, we know, legendarily pacifist. I think the people who came up with this story were like, huh, and vet. Johnny, that sounds like Ronnie, doesn't it? Wouldn't it be funny if... She got confused. She got, yeah, she she got confused. It's, yeah. it's easy done. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, Ronnie and uh, Ed have fallen out again by the next scene. Ed's, Ed's left. Ed is Daisy also being a bit what... of a childish... I'm, I don't know though. He did just find out that, right? <laughs> and Ronnie tried to steal his grandkid, kid, and his son. So I don't know. Well, yeah, they they've been they've been. I just do. I do. It's, I, yeah, they've been not the best of friends somehow, for a little while. Though. The way that Ed is reacting to to Ronnie just feels too childish. For... I don't mind. I hate Ronnie. Anyone who who also is Why mad at Ronnie. Why do you hate Ronnie? Just because he shagged Jenny. Yeah, I mean, I was never a massive fan of the character because he's also, you know, put the cat among the pigeons between Ed and Aggie and they were just causing needless strife there. Something about his arms. (laughs) When he came in, when Vinter came in and and, and I did that Zoom call with him with the press, he he was really keen about being on Coronation Street and I thought, I could like him. And when he came in, he was always (laughs) kind of schmoozing and he was a bit of a big I am, wasn't he? A bit you know, successful businessman. Like he, he could be good, but not not amazing. Shaky start. But then no, he was involved in a, in, in that who's the daddy storylines, and I no, I don't want Michael to be his son. And then I've just gone off him a little bit, and then this is just oh, and then the kick up the bum. Yeah, and then they almost they almost had him go this week as well, but now he's back. See, this is the sort of thing that um I it confuses me because I just find it so delightful to see you get mad about something. Mm. And it is quite funny how, how trivial... Obviously, all of this is trivial. It, you know, really bad things are happening in the world. We're getting mad about a TV show. But it's just... <laughs> it's just really funny to watch um, sometimes. So I think I like him just because of how mad he makes you. I could like him. I mean, you know, some characters you can like and then years down the line, they're given the right story and you kind of forget about what they've done in the past and everything. Oh, yeah, so it's not happen- like I've completely... This happens very often too with introductions to characters. Yeah, it does, it does. Where they have a does. really crappy beginning. Yeah, I mean, look at, look at Evelyn, for example. Yeah, or mean even look really at really the same. Evelyn when didn't go in. jumping into bed with, I don't know, death. <laughs> she, yeah, why not? <laughs> um, so, yeah. I don't know. New Todd also had a pretty rubbish introduction. Yeah, uh, and Daisy. Well, I don't think she's got out of hers yet. I have to say, she she just spends the whole week looking all minxy and and going. Have you ooh, got against ooh. minxy people? 
Um, anyway, Ronnie goes and finds Jenny out in the back. Um, and she's very ashamed of herself. So you I, should be. I, I have to say that most, most of the way that she reacted after this was in character. And her being very ashamed, yes, I think that she probably would be. She probably would regret it. I don't know what came over her. But, <laughs> do I do. Oh, gross. She, he, he says, look, it just looked like you needed a bit of fun. And then Daisy walks in and picks up on the atmosphere. Ronnie goes... she immediately gets, like, yeah, okay. Well, Daisy's ever since she's moved in, has been sitting there... Yeah, yeah, trying to find some dirt on Johnny, listening listening at doors with the glass. So it's not a surprise that she, she found out about this as quickly as she did. Anyway, Jenny says... Oh, yeah, um, yeah, I'm just a bit sad because I saw Johnny earlier. It really got to me. Um, and then Daisy goes and Jenny's left alone in the back room and she puts on some lippy and says, come on, Jenny, big girl pants. And you said to me, what does that mean? Is she putting on a pair of pants to ward off future no, I knew what it meant, really. shagging? No, I just, yeah, then I put the tweet out that said if she'd been wearing a big girl pants, then maybe she wouldn't have ever got into this mess. Anyway... That putting on some lippy scene is is the occasionally done, um, you know, scene in Rover's Landladies. I'm yeah, sure like, Jenny's I'm done gonna... it before in the past, and and Bet definitely did. And they they Jenny as a landlady certainly does have some similar characteristics to Bet, doesn't she? And he, even Bet, I mean, I, I I'm not going to sanctify her completely because I think she's probably ended up, you know, in bed with the wrong person, but. Did she cheat on Alec? I can't remember. Yeah, but if she did, it wouldn't feel the same because, first of all, Bet feels like that kind of character who would... Yeah. Who would do that, whereas Jenny, you know, she's she's got a history of being very insecure in her relationship with Johnny um, for a start and feeling like she's not good enough for him. And it really felt like she had to fight against a lot of prejudice against from people against her who thought that she was a gold digger and everything. And then she kind of thrown it all away. Yeah. And, and also, Bet and Alec, they had, they had a very weird marriage. They obviously were sexually active with one another, but it wasn't very clear that they were attracted to each other. No. Or that they had any kind of romantic feelings. It just felt a bit like two people that didn't hate one another, who could get on when, when they needed, who, you know, when they, when they had a bit of a steam to let off... That's what they did with each other. It was really odd. Yeah, you're right. And, and you're right. Um, Jenny and Johnny never had that kind of relationship. You know, they've been through some really tough times. Mm. And, and she's stood by him the whole time. And now at this kind of final hurdle, she's fallen for some kind of really... Um, I don't know. It just feels like of all the things that could have gone wrong in their, in their marriage, there were so many things before this that would have made more logical sense have happened than her going I'm just going to shag the lodger <laughs> yeah going to roger the lodger <laughs> that is the storyline title <laughs> I thought my name Jenny was Ronnie. Rogers the lodger right Wednesday then <laughs> Jenny cannot get run- rid of Ronnie quick enough um, first thing in the morning again Daisy's like Ooh, what's going what's on here happened? Hmm. Ooh. Oh. Um, she just confronts Jenny says look what, what's going on what's happened tell me now or I'm going to ask you in front of the whole pub and Jenny yeah, looks all guilty and da- Daisy guesses it she's like oh did you snog him oh gee, he didn't do anything well, well yeah because that, she you? went did you snog him and Jenny's like <laughs> yeah, where's that poker face, Jenny? You, you, I mean, you should not. She's let... not had a poker face the whole time she's been in the show. <sighs> Daisy says, "Well, look, you're going to nobody on Coronation Street's got a poker face." Sharon definitely hasn't this. Yeah, no. She? 
Daisy says, look, you're going to need to leave Johnny now. But she, Johnny's like, oh, no, I love him. I would never leave Johnny. And also, Ronnie's married. Oh, no, what a, oh, what a quandary what a we're in. Um, Ronnie <laughs> is in the Rovers with Ed later. And he says, well, I'm moving away. I'm selling off my business to Cat and leaving Tan. And um, so that so far, that sounds good. Oh, I knew it wouldn't happen, really. But um, I, was, I allowed myself to get my hopes up just for a, a little bit of time on Wednesday's episode. Um, <laughs> Ronnie tries to explain himself to Jenny. She's not interested. Well done, Jenny. Things are looking on the up. And then he says, oh, he, he, he brings out the old sob story about his first marriage hit in the rocks. And then he had his fling with Aggie and finally meeting Kat. He just reels off his list of conquests, basically. Um, and, and Kat cheated on him, humiliating him. Oh, how sad for you. My heart bleeds. And then she seems to feel sorry for him. And it's, he's like, oh, I want you aren't just another notch on my bedpost, Jenny. Honestly, you're but more you are. than that. You yeah. are, but you're also more than that. And then just as I was starting to think, you know... Jenny's standing firm here. She's realised that she's made a mistake. Um, she regrets it. it. It's done. This is when Ronnie's like, well, you know, if you want, nothing else has to happen. I can walk away if you want, if that's what you want, Jenny. And then she's like, oh, you know it isn't. Why would she say that? Oh, my God. Uh, that, <laughs> that was weird. That was a bit weird. That was so... Why would... Je- ever since the, the, they did the dirty deed she's been looking like she's regretting it and he's saying walk yeah, away and she's like no out. I don't need to walk away why not that really did come out of nowhere she's like get the hell out of my house and he was like you want another shag and she's like uh, yeah yeah guess so yeah. and so then Ronnie starts I can imagine him getting his little child catcher fingers out going <laughs> walks over to Jenny and then what do you know param Johnny walks in with Hello. a bunch full of flowers I'm, I'm back. back I've done a classic Corrie getting back early from something which is a little known but sometimes still use Coronation Street trope yeah. I mean it's not it, I'm back early from my prison trip holiday um yeah m- mental health break Visiting a sick relative, maternity leave, etc. It's not quite as classic as the old um, driving test fake out. No. Or um, what, else, what else have we got? Trial period. The trial periods or anything like that. I but, yeah, need people... to tell you something. Wait, I need to tell you something first. Yeah, that, yeah, that's it. That's it. I you know, know what, but, and also the classic we had all Friday. I know what you're up to. What do you mean? You're planning a surprise party for me. Oh, no, I'm not. I'm having an affair, but I'm not going to tell you that. Yeah. But no, somebody coming back early from something. I, I, it feels like it's been a while since it's been used, but um, I, d- I can't even think of what reason he gave. He wanted to surprise her. <laughs> Why would you do that? But but surely, Why? coming out of prison, um, it shouldn't be a surprise. It's not like... It's not, you can't, I don't think you can build oh, that into Oh, I thought you had the death surprise. sentence. Yeah, I don't think you can build that into... Like, there's some things kind of lend themselves to surprise parties, like birthdays or engagement parties or something. C- coming home from prison party, no. I think that you'd probably get really mad if I did that, wouldn't you? I think well, you like surpri- to be no, prepared. I would, I would you not like, like it if you came home early from anywhere. I don't even like it when you come home early from work. Yeah, I have to text Gemma before I leave school every day to say I'm to on my, my way. And, and and occasionally, if I forget, you 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 do get a bit mad, don't you? <laughs> you didn't say you were coming home. It's because I would like to be prepared. I don't what know what it is. For? I literally don't know. Oh, guys, Michael coming. Oh, I <laughs> well, work myself up for I've it. Got, I've got to put my makeup on. I've got to put my best undies on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Make him a cup of tea. Yeah. Anyway, definitely. Johnny's back. Um, oh, good. 
Uh, and um, he, Ronnie kind of introduces himself before making a hasty exit so that Johnny can have a nice reconciliation chat with Jenny or whatever they got up to. Who looks like a deer in the headlights. She does, yeah. Um, Daisy, um, she she comes in later and... Um, had she... Yeah, she had seen Johnny before, hadn't she? Yeah, she... She makes some horrible cowie joke about his blindness, doesn't she? She was. She says, yeah, "Oh, so she, I look a bit blurry to you." She's such an um, ass. Like, it, it really hasn't been made apparent yet why she's got such a massive hatred of Johnny. Like, I remember when she first came in, and she was just she just hated him. And I said, "Oh, I wonder if it's because she secretly wants to get Jenny back with her dad." Yeah. Because we know. We, I mean, we assume. I don't think there's ever been. I mean, it's kind of obvious that she is the daughter of Jenny's husband who they together had a child who drowned. I'm assuming that's yeah, who I she is. I don't know. She's the sister of the dead child. She's never brought him up. She never said anything about the fact that Jenny, you know, blames herself for the death of this child or that the, the marriage broke down. I assume that she didn't like this Johnny because she wanted to hook Jenny up with her dad again because she liked it when they were together. That's been blown out of the window by the... Uh, out of the... Window? Yeah. It's been blown away um, because she's not mentioned it and, you know, I, as far as I... I yeah, she's be, still... She still really hates ri- this guy and it... She's, and she's like a dog with a... No, she's like I a just, bitch with a bone. <laughs> can I say that in real life this happens? Sometimes there's something about somebody and if you're listening to me you might understand this feeling that you just hate them for no reason and you don't know why. They just really wind you up. Every single thing that they say, you just find irritating. This happens in real life, but not in fiction, because in fiction, things need to have a reason for to happen. Everything needs to have a reason. Otherwise, yeah, so it's motive. kind of... It's pointless. It, you know you know what I mean? Mm. So, so her just continual hatred of Johnny is baffling in itself. Yeah. And then you add in this as well yeah she just kind of adds up to just a bad bad time johnny kind of uh, takes it on the chin a little bit and just thanks her for looking after jenny while he was away and she and then she makes some comment about oh there's never been a dull moment here hey jenny hey 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 jenny gets daisy on her own later and says look just forget what you know i am with johnny now and daisy clearly doesn't want to forget about this she wants to milk it for all it's worth this is going to keep her going for a good few months she's just going to keep making stupid faces and until it's obvious yeah, what until, it is until that it she's comes reacting out. to. Yeah, she brings up the fact that Johnny had had an affair with Liz, and I think that is worth mentioning, that Johnny is not, you know, pure as a driven snow either. But And, and, and I've forgiven that, so it, maybe I can forgive this given time. But, you know, his son had just died, so what what's Jenny's excuse? I don't know. Um, My son died ages ago. Then, then we, speaking of classic Corrie tropes, Gemma, mm-hmm. um, Jenny... You're no, um, no, what is it? I don't know, who says this? I don't know, darling. Jay-Z says this. You're never going to be able to keep this from Johnny. It's much better to tell him now. Enter the Johnny. What? Tell me what? Bloody hate that. Why do people on this soap continuously... Because it's drama. <sighs> Have you noticed? What don't I know? Oh, man. Jenny kind of stutters and ums and ahs for a bit and says, oh... Just so funny. Um, uh, ooh... The break cliffhanger's over. Um, well, oh, we've we've not we've, the takings have been down recently in the pub. Re- uh, yeah, that's what it is. 
COVID. And, and she doesn't actually blame COVID, does she? Because no, she's been secretly Johnny's smuggling like, customers in the, yeah. <laughs> without anybody noticing all throughout this lockdown. But. Johnny's like, yeah, I kind of expected it to be down a bit, what, with the global pandemic. Yeah. No, he says, I don't mind. I thought it would be something big. And then Daisy keeps on mentioning Ronnie being there and, oh, Ronnie's so special. And um, Johnny doesn't pick up on any of this at the moment, but it's not going to be long before he is because he's not I done. I don't think he's going to get it. I suppose it's not going to be Daisy that tells him. I don't know. Anyway, Jenny sends Daisy off into the bar. Um, Ronnie has packed his suitcase later. He's going to, he's bogging off back down south. Uh, He says goodbye to Ed. But then well, they he make doesn't up. Know where he's going to go, does he? No, and Ed's like, oh, you can stay in my camper van. Uh, and, and Ronnie thinks that's a brilliant idea. He says, Have you see, did you see Corey when um, Remember Mary when Mary was in the camper van? That yeah. was funny, wasn't it? Do, yeah. you to, do you want to have a funny story about being a giant man in a tiny van and how you can't sleep sideways or something? <laughs> um, Last, I'm surprised I didn't come up, to be honest. Last scene of the episode, again, Jenny grows a pair a little bit and says to Daisy, right, I've had enough of you, madam, and your snidey remarks. Any more stirring, you're out on your ear. <laughs> and Daisy gets a bit caught off guard by this. She thinks that she can just kind of She's pout like, continuously and get away with it. I can't believe it. Which she does on Friday, because it seems that on Friday's episode, when she continues exactly the same behaviour, Jenny just lets her get yeah, away yeah, with does. it. she really does. So we begin the episode on Friday with Daisy dropping more massive hints about Ronnie and Johnny says oh I know you resent me for what I put Jenny through but I'm a nice guy really Uh, you need to trust me I do whatever I can to make Jenny happy when I was inside I hated the thought of you know Jenny waking up alone in the bed and Daisy's like oh well (sighs) anyway um, he, (laughs) he tells Jenny that he thinks that Daisy's got it in for him um, and then Ronnie shows up in the Rovers because he's been invited to a drink by Ed. Um, Jenny kind of hurries Ronnie into the back to make it out that he's got there. He's come there to get Pick his phone charger. charger or something. Um, she said, what the hell are you doing? And, and Jenny says, look, you need to keep your distance. Stop texting me. So he's been yeah, hounding her, this what creep. He been, what's he been texting her? Oh, Do you think he's been texting her like, no, like aubergines and dig pics? Yeah, I bet he has the slime ball. um and then she's like saying oh me and johnny want to move on and i was just waiting and i'm glad it didn't happen i was just waiting for her to say oh but you're so sexy i want to jump your bones i thought johnny was going to come in and go move on from what oh yeah just our money problems yeah no i thought that she was going to have another relapse a mental relapse and then she she's like well no he says (laughs) she says that he seems like a nice bloke. No, he says... Oh, I forgot what happened. He says to Jenny, your Johnny seems like a nice bloke. That's it. Well, he's, he must be a nice bloke to bag a, a, a lovely girl like you, basically. So he's still clearly got feelings brewing for her that he can't keep under control. Well, so he, he needs said... to dump a bucket of water over his stupid head. <laughs> over in his hat. <laughs> <laughs> he's said that this he's This is getting... clean only. <laughs> he's getting a divorce from Kat, isn't he? So yeah. he mentioned this. Uh, did you say this? Um, that he said that. So Maybe. he's like a free no. agent, basically. So he's not. He. I don't feel he thinks he's yeah, encumbered l- by looking who to move. And on he certainly to next, wasn't. Predator. He certainly wasn't encumbered by his marriage when he slept with Jenny the first time. So no, it was all over, wasn't it? And then um, oh, then Johnny gets invited to number three to play dominoes with Ronnie and <laughs> Ed, as you do. <laughs> The only domino game I know how to play is when you match the numbers together. I w- 
yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, we've seen Ina Sharples doing a bit of domino playing, haven't we, on the DVDs, and you've got to just kind of tap them and... I, I, don't I know, play it like an, it's an Albert snap. Tatlock. Like it's snap with cards. Yeah, it's, yeah, basically. Is that what you do? I don't know. I don't know. You so use matchsticks. I thought that you just kind of line them up in a row and then push the one over and go, way, it's got them all. <laughs> or you almost line them all up and then they fall over before you're ready. That's what would happen in Coronation Street. Yeah. Oh, Ina Sharple, she needs to come back and bang all her ads together, doesn't she? She would, she, she's revolving in her grave. She's powering uh, the whole she of the She flipping is. She is. Electricity just from her outrage. <laughs> yeah, the moral outrage about what lurid activity is going on well, on her beloved street. Well, you know street. what um, Jean Alexander said about this show? After she left, never come back to put a <laughs> smut. She went wrong. Oh, sometimes smut can be fine on Coronation Street, but not this smut. Um, when is it fine? I don't want to see it ever. Oh, then Fizz comes into the Rovers, and and thank you, Coronation Street. Yes, there is another affair storyline going on at the moment. You're right. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's let's not try and hide it. Let's put it right up front and center, and have Fizz going. Oh, that Tyrone. Oh, I hate him. He's ruined our family. I loved him, and now he's just and he he's just wrecked the whole marriage. Me. Yeah. And Daisy's there going. Oh, really? well, you know, somebody cheated on me. I would never forgive and them. Go at least he never did it behind my back. Yeah, and then and Jenny's, Jenny's going. Oh, that's I think I think oh that that's, oh, that's similar terrible. to my situation. Oh and dear. Poor Ryan standing there, and they look at him like he men a pig. Oh, wasn't it nice to see Ryan again today? Hello. We <laughs> haven't seen Ryan for ages. I know. We, we, we were talking on the podcast last week about where he lived, and we thought that they were still living with um Kelly and Imran and Toy, but no, they're living with the um with the Golden with Girls, Kathy, aren't they? Blimey, Kathy, I don't know Yasmin, how that happens. And uh, Elaine. What, what? So five adults living in that house and apparently Kathy's got her own room. But you only see three of them at once. Kathy's got her own room so they have a, is it four bedroom house? I do not think it is. I don't know. I, maybe they've converted the chicken coop or something. <laughs> I, I, if anything, it should be um, Ryan and Alia that are fed up of Kathy crashing there. I know. And not I, I, Elaine who probably they should just get on nicely. But anyway, um, yeah, Johnny comes back home guilty. after his dominoes. And, um, oh, what do you know? He's invited Ronnie to move back into the guest room <laughs> because they're mates now and he's got on so well when he was living here before, didn't you, Jenny? Um, and and so to the end of the episode, Jenny and Ronnie have a talk together. She's not happy. Ronnie says, look, maybe it's better all round if we keep this little sordid affair a secret. Yeah, we I'm thought sure they can definitely do. do that. So, So, Michael, what are your thoughts on this story? Not so good. <laughs> not so good. It's not like it's come out of nowhere. No, I know. It, I kind of hope that... I, Jenny's I, been flirting with Ronnie since she saw him first, but... but I thought that's all it was. She is a very flirty lady. I thought that she'd be kind of flirting with him and then maybe he would try and come on to her and, and he'd be like, no, uh, I don't think so, mister. Not like... Oh, lovely. Very first opportunity. Oh, what a treat for she me. drops her jaws for him. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm so disappointed. You've never had a man like Ronnie come on to you, Michael. You might melt. Uh, I have not. No. There's <laughs> something about you that they just don't. I'm not their go type. For you. No, <laughs> big burly men with hats. Mm. Um, I'm just kind of looking at my I notes just for the things anybody, for my complaints about this, and I think we talked about it already. He wears skin tight white tops. I don't trust them. He didn't have a white top. I he does. He does have a white top. top. Has he got? Has he? I I'm pretty know. sure he's got like a bit, like a kind of a cream coloured top. Don't trust you because that's a difficult colour. What do you do when you spill stuff down your front? <sighs> um, 
Were you mad at this story? No, not really, because it's not real. <laughs> and I know that's a stupid <laughs> thing to say, because other things I get really hot up about. Um, and I can real, feel real, real depth of emotion for people and, and characters and stuff. And stories can really touch me. But sometimes when something happens that's so stupid, I just disengage from it completely and it doesn't bother me because it just feels like, yeah, whatever, okay, this is just a story. I think the fact that it comes so soon after the Fizz and Tyrone storyline, they're just, yeah, I don't they're just like doing it to spite me at the moment. Yeah, I you. love Fizz and Tyrone and look what's happened to them. What a mess. I love Jenny and Johnny. Of you in the writer's room. And they're I'm like, so what sad. A mess. What makes him mad? What can we do? There aren't, you know, there aren't lots of couples on Coronation Street that I'm, you know, really you know, gunning for. It is for really and, true to and say Nina that... Nina and Seb. Yeah, dead. It is really true to say that of all the... the um, f- On Coronation Street, there are not very many long-standing couples. You've... Uh, you've got Johnny and Jenny, fairly kind of solid... Head, well, they've, they've been married, what? So they've only been married three, four years, maybe? <sighs> They've been together longer because they've the Blackpool was five years ago, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, they've been together for a fair amount of time and they've had their ups and downs. And you've also got Fizz and Tyrone, who are another couple that have been together for a sort of solid amount of time. Yeah, eight, and, nine years, Sim and, Sim, Sim and Tally. <laughs> um, yeah, so, yeah, them. And you've also got, like, for example, Aggie and Ed, yeah. who have been married off screen for, for decades. And they had an affair storyline this year. Tyrone and... Fizz have had an affair storyline this year, and Jenny and Johnny have had an affair. It's like Ian McLeod goes, oh, that Brian Park, when he came and put the cat among the pigeons by splitting up Seven, uh, okay, seven and Callie this time. Yeah. Kevin and Sally, that sounds good. Let's do it to all the long-term couples and really ruin really... everyone's favourite couples. I just need to point out, you're never, you're never going to have the shock value of a Kevin and Sally breakup ever, ever again on Coronation Street because they can't leave people alone in a couple. Just, they just cannot give it the length of time that is needed anymore for you to care when they break up. And yet, who are some of the most iconic favourite couples on Coronation Street? Oh, it's the ones that got that have been married for a long time. Your Jack and Vera's, your Stan yeah. and Hilda's. Jack, I mean, even Jack and um, and Danny. Yeah, exactly. Oh, well, it, I, is, it was really weird about the I've Coronation. Wanted, yeah, I've Coronation wanted. Can't do it anymore. I've wanted a Johnny and Jenny story for so well, long. Well, you've got one now. So how do you like it? Well, we kind of had one last year, but that was a bit weird, wasn't it, with Scott? Because there was some kind of lingering flirtation going on there, wasn't there, between Jenny, Jenny and Scott? Jenny's been gagging for a side shag Gagging for, for a shagging? For, for ages. Oh. So, you know, it was only a matter of time. I know, but why and can't looking, they just have a nice know, story? And no I said offence to Scott, but I think she held out for Ronnie and, it, you know, good, good for you. Not good for you. <laughs> I wanted like, a Rovers story and we've got a Rovers story it's I just like oh this is not what I want okay I know um, now what, what do you think with um, what do you think with old Daisy Daisy is an enigma isn't she because I don't know are we supposed to like her or not like I, I kind of I tolerate her I think she's fine I've seen really she's mixed kind of opinions funny. on her online some people think that she's brilliant and a real stirrer and a bit of a Tanya yeah, you've got to have a bit of a stirrer but she's just to me she just comes across as seriously unlikable she she's nasty and i just think she needs more she needs she doesn't have a motivation clearly defined motivation for not liking johnny like i said 
it's fine in real life. This happens, but not in, not in fiction. I'm afraid. I think with Tanya as well, Tanya Pooley, when she was going after Raquel, because Raquel was so you know innocent and, and pure and drippy, that that did a good job at making her seem even more it totally villainous makes and sense. manipulative. Yeah, and it also made sense because you know that. Tanya is the kind of woman who would not tolerate somebody being an idiot and being mm. getting away with it all the time and everyone going, oh, she's so sweet and beautiful. Just let her be stupid and not know what's going on. And and she, yeah, and she she had more than one dimension. Anyway, Whereas can we... Daisy's as fat as a pancake. I, I, don't, I don't mind her, I'm, but I, I will really say I'm like waiting her. for something to happen with her to explain why um, she is so horrible. Tell you what I'd like to happen to her. Right, okay. Sharon, confidential information. Let's move on. <laughs> Okay, right. No more Johnny, Jenny, Ronnie chat. I think I've got my opinion across. Roger the lodger. Rogering. (laughs) Right. Monday, Sam is on inset and he's been looked after by Gail. And then Natasha, Natasha's just Miss Moneybags, isn't she? She's she's like paying Daniel 35 quid to tutor... Um, her already pretty bright Sam. son. She's she's filling up the sinkhole with cash. Is she going to make it like a Scrooge McDuck swimming pool yeah. of coins? She literally says to go, I'll just I'll just fill it with five pound notes. It doesn't matter <laughs> to me. I'm rich. I love how every so often, everyone's every t- couple of months, somebody kind of looks out of the back window and goes, Ooh, that oh, that's sinkhole. Forgot about that. Yeah, we you'd need to do something about that. You'd think that there would be some kind of issue with this. The sinkhole that we've seen on screen for one episode. It's, Ridiculous. It makes sense that Gail bought it at an auction because you can't sell your house with one thing wrong with it in this country, normally. Oh, yeah, yeah. We know all about that this week. We've been filling in more forms. Getting mad. Even getting mad at the questions that our buyers want to... They want... No. No. Sharon is on the phone to Harvey and um, she's saying that, oh, the police is crawling with police around here because of Seb's murder. I can't be sneaking around as much. Um, as I normally do, you know, but then she proceeds. And then she proceeds to, to do, that do that all week. Yeah, she's like, um, she she reminds me of a, like a cartoon character from like the Pink Panther or something, like tiptoeing with a swag bag. She might as well have. I mean, everyone's wearing a face mask because Corona. She might as well have one over her eyes as well, like with band, like a bandit's <laughs> yeah. kind of evil mask. Yeah. Um, Scale tells Audrey that Natasha's offered to pay for the sinkhole, but she says she can't accept it. And Audrey decides to babysit Sam for some reason. I think that was always the original plan. I don't know. Anyway, Sam ends up being babysat by Audrey, which did provide a bit of like relief for the week, I have to say. It was more of Audrey getting drunk and being silly, well, she's which really I, funny. I kind yeah, of look, enjoyed. Sharon overhears Ardy talking about Dev um, playing... He's talking about playing Fortnite with Simon. Not on that console, though. <laughs> yeah, Fortnite, which did not appear on the games list of no. um, a- a- alongside... What was it? Jungle, jungle Adventure. Universe. Jungle. <laughs> jungle. <laughs> I want to live in a jungle. I want to know universe. how long it took them to Not come up with the names world, of those games. Jungle Universe. Yeah. Like, imagine Star Trek, but with lions. That'd be cool. Uh, and the UI on them, it was all just a Look, mess. The UI was, was fine. It wasn't. Shut up. It, it, oh, There's no need. Audrey is getting drunk on the sofa and she's telling Sam about how she went to Lon- London. Yeah, she she talks about, she said, oh, my mum warned me about all the, all the, the promiscuity and, and, she's and that like, just made me want to go there more. Yeah, and she's, she's, she's like, oh, I can't. Uh, Sam's saying something about a sandwich. She's like, I can't, I don't drink on a... Oh, oh yeah, I don't like to drink on an empty stomach. No, I think she says I don't like to eat when I'm drinking. I can't remember. But well, I wrote it being... down. Um, she, says, she says, she says, she says, she says... Um, 
I don't, yeah. I, oh, I don't like drinking on a full stomach. Which is, a, you get that it's a yes. joke. Um, I've heard somebody's theory about this, which makes me sad, which is that they reckon Audrey's getting dementia. Well, she kept calling Sam Ben, didn't she? She did keep calling him Ben. Mm. Um, I, don't I know thought that was funny, that but if it turns out it's tragic, I'll be really mad because well, that was hilarious. When Mike started getting his Alzheimer's, he kept calling Penny Alma. And Audrey's a fantastic character. I'm not ready to lose her. No, She's I don't think it was. Good. I, although I found it funny, I do sometimes have a little a little sigh when it's like we're gonna we need to make some comedy here. Let's get a character drunk. Oh uh, well, I I find it always hilarious. <laughs> So, do you, is it? Does it give you? Do you aspire to be that funny when you're uh, crack open the ciders next? I am a sparkling wit twenty four seven. Are you? Are you? Um, are you on anything tonight? You, you said that you wanted. <laughs> am I on anything? Didn't you say before, last after we finished recording last week's podcast, you wanted to give some? Oh, kind I said of, I um, should do a disclaimer at the beginning yeah, of every episode to explain whether I'm drunk or not. Sober or drunk? Like, and I said to you last week, I don't didn't make a lick of sense last week, and I was not. I was sober as a judge. Liquor sense. That's uh, that's when you're really <laughs> straight talking. <laughs> clarity through alcohol. I have, I have liquor had, sense again. I've not had anything to drink, and I think I don't make sense again. Well, there are a couple of empty bottles on the on the uh, coffee yesterday. table. <laughs> <laughs> we did have the worst Chinese ever for dinner tonight. It didn't was we? disgusting. It was absolutely. <laughs> we wanted to get a nice takeaway to reward myself for doing a good job in my inspection yeah. at school today, and we had a horrible Chinese. It was really bad. It was yeah. one of the worst ones we've ever had. Anyway, anyway. I've lost Audrey's where we are drunk. now. Oh, they have that stupid thing with the conductor, the uh, the silver bracelet being used as an electricity conductor. Yeah, don't Gail comes back. Sam's doing an experiment on the table and Audrey's not paying a bit of attention at all. And he's using a, a, a bracelet he's stolen off Natasha to as a conductor. And so she takes it off of him. Gail does, yeah. Yeah. And then... Um, Natasha comes back and Gail's looking for something in her bag and the bracelet falls out and makes it look like a right robber. That's it. Oh, my God. That, that, that then, scene encapsulates then... everything that's wrong with Gail, doesn't it? She, she's looking for... I don't know what it was in her bag. And she's, she's shaking her bag out on, onto the table to find whatever it is in Keon. I think it's worth mentioning here that you ha- we haven't said that Gail's been cleaning Natasha's house. Oh, yeah, yes. That's probably quite important. So, um, so Gail... Look, it looks like Gail's gone and thieved <laughs> Natasha's bracelet. And that's the end of the episode with Gail pu- pulling a stupid buffoon face going, oh, how am I going to explain this? Oh, maybe I'll just tell the truth. And then no, Natasha goes off on one. Shut up. That's Sam says stupid. she was covering for Sam because she knew she took the bracelet off of Sam and she said, I don't think your mum would want you to have this. So she took it off of him, put it in her bag so she could put it back without Natasha noticing. Then when it falls out in front of Natasha, she's suddenly hit with this dilemma. Do I say it was Sam or do I just wait for her to fill in the blank somehow? I she don't at this point. She was caught red handed. Honestly, at this point, you well, just say, look. Sam had this and I took it off of him. Yeah. He's he's like a little kid. You don't need to cover for his honour. No. He, sh- he actually did this. He actually did take it. And also, Natasha is such a bloody proud mum that she'd be like, oh, he's doing a silence experiment. Do you want my tiara? <laughs> no, Gail just... Yeah, anyway, Gail should be like... It you, gets a bit confrontational. And then Sam goes, oh, it was me. And everyone calms down and it's over. And yeah. this was kind of that... The week was full of like inconsequential stupidity and absolute ridiculous character wrecking nonsense. So Gail says, after all that, I will accept your offer to fill up the sinkhole and I'll pay you back. And the, oh, this is when... By pushing you in it. <laughs> <laughs> Natasha says... Pay you back for accusing me of stealing your bangle. You should start a business. 
a bottom in business. She doesn't say that. That um, was my notes. I'm, I'm, I am stunned that we were able to get through an episode talking about Gail's cleaning without the word bottoming appearing. So she says, oh yeah, she's out of business. And Gail's like, oh, I'm so flattered. Maybe I should. <sighs> maybe, she, oh, maybe she should. She spent her whole Seems life like cleaning. Seems like all she's good for uh, these days, um, pushing her mop around. There's nothing wrong with being a cleaner, Michael. Oh, I know. Kim and Aggie made her. I've been a cleaner for a, a, my, in my life. And having... Don't let's not forget, Connie made a mint with her, with her um, cleaning I mean, business. Jack's, Jack's girlfriend. Nice reference. Who lived in a massive house. And everyone was surprised because she was a cleaner. And she's like, yeah, I'm loaded. I get other people to do the cleaning and I keep all the money for myself. Um, Sharon goes and tells Harvey about the fact that you can track him down on Fortnite. And she's going to get his gamer tag. And something, 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 dot, dot, dot. She, what did she say? He, she, she says, oh, it's like an email address for consoles or something. Well, he says, oh, I can't remember, but. It was, it was honestly. Nobody knows what they're talking about on here. Oh, odd. Sharon offers, so Sharon's now got to try to get access to Ardy's console to get the information about Simon. So, beginning of the plan is to offer to share a bottle of wine with Dev, who is a randy bugger and totally up for it on wednesday um she comes back to the shop and it turns out that she and dev have had a pretty good night together um and sean comes in and sharon's going oh i lost mirror down the side of the sofa um oh i I, I really want it because it's good luck and i need it for for later and she keeps going on about it until dev gives her his key so she can go and look and Sean's like, oh, gossip. It all worked very conveniently in her favour. Everything this, worked perfectly it? for Sharon this week. Um, she puts this console on. She's like, oh, uh, press the button. Uh, uh, uh. Um, and so she phones Harvey up and says, oh, I don't understand how to work this console. <laughs> Tech support. How can I help you? <laughs> she finds his gamer tag, which is... Uh, hang on. Now, this is a bit of a plot inconsistency here, wasn't it? Because it seems like they both have two gamer tags. Um, Simon, on Ardy's console, I think, his gamer tag was Psy-Bar2003. But on Simon's own console, his gamer tag was Psy-Bar-Man. Yeah. Um, Ardy, on the other hand, on one of the console was just Ardy. And on the other one... On and his this, console. On his console. And this was genius. I, I like this. This was the best the bit. The Annihilator. Absolutely Well perfect. done. Whoever came up with that one, I applaud your efforts in, in punnery. Yeah. Uh, but, but, but I... Yeah, I, it was But the fact that you couldn't have the same gamer tag on both machines. Maybe on this, you know, in this system, whatever it is, because it's certainly not a PlayStation or an Xbox or a Nintendo. If it was a Switch, it would have been quite handy because she could have just hoiked it out of the, uh, the cradle, couldn't she? Right Taking it, it back. And but she wouldn't have been able to message him, would she? Very true, because Nintendo hasn't quite got the hang quite of uh, messaging between friends on the no, Switch. Not allowed to have um, friends on Switch. No. Anyway. Anyway, she messages Simon. She's like, oh, can you believe Kelly's been charged with Seb's murder? OMG, she says. Um... And then Dev comes in all like Randy and stuff. And she's like, oh, um, oh, I'm she, a bit she rusty. She tries to hide the fact that the TV's on, doesn't she? Just she just stands in she's front of it. She's not that big. Yeah. Um, can we take it slowly? He's happy. She then walks over to the table and picks this game up and goes, I can't believe you're letting your son play a game like this after, after the murder and everything. This is really violent. If I was you, I'd ban him from using it for a week. And Deb's like, I don't care. Okay. Deb's like, I just want to shag. Yes, whatever you say. 
I that was ridiculous it was really that she dumb. was able to convince him to do that and he hides the cut this and monstrosity says, yeah, of a controller inside the dresser he drawer goes, no problem i'll put this in the drawer and he'll, he'll never, never find look it Adi um, is my less intelligent child. i'm not going to talk to my child about you know violent computer games and and ask him why he's playing it or suggest something more appropriate or even say <laughs> like jungle adventure oh uh, yeah why don't you play that again or even jungle say, universe i mean I don't care what you play because I know that violent computer games don't... And also, you didn't kick anyone to death, so I think you can play what you like. No, he Ardy just was says... Quite, you know, Ardy did beat up that person outside Victoria Gardens last year, didn't he? I think if, he'd been, if he had not been playing um, Playfair or Die, then he might have just tried <laughs> to talk through the problems with the guy who said that um, his sister was a slag. I think the problem was he was playing Litter Picker Rampage at the time. <laughs> It incensed yeah. him. I bet that was a game on the system. <laughs> um, yeah, <so laughs> I can see that being like a fencing game or something. Well, you've got a stick and you've got to yeah. get, get a crisp packet and then a bully comes out and you've got to stab him in the eye <laughs> to get rid of him. And then every so often an old granny Looking comes out page. and you've got to help her across the road. <laughs> if you stab her in the eye, it's game over. <laughs> anyway... Um, yeah, so he he hides the controller. Ardy comes home and Dev says, oh, Sharon was over. She's very interested and sophisticated. Um, and she was up for a bit of hanky-panky, but it's family first. Also, I've hidden your controller. Uh, it's kind of like, it kind of like sounds like he's um, setting a side quest. <laughs> you, you must find it somewhere in this room. And Ardy's like, oh, well, you should have just said something to me about it. I do agree with you. It is too violent for me. It's weird. <laughs> It was ridiculous. Everything about this it was, was so badly It was written by somebody who I don't I don't know who wrote it, but it didn't feel like somebody who knew what, why did, what children reactions, say like, or. But also, like I would have thought that maybe he might have two controllers. Yeah, the that's probably why he was like, "Whatever, Dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah I completely right, agree right. with you. <laughs> why don't you leave the room so I can play Jungle Universe again?" <laughs> um. So. Simon gets Sharon's message in their hideout. Um, obviously doesn't know it's, it's... He didn't even know that Seb was dead. No, he's like, oh dear. Um, in the cabin later... Because, uh, because not only they've got no contact with the outside world, they obviously don't, don't read the, the news either. No, no, they listen to the radio. Um, in the cabin later, Dev prepositions Sharon again. Prepositions? <laughs> <laughs> what would that involve? In. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they go to cop for cocktails at the bistro and she says oh it's a bit expensive let's go to yours and you can make cocktails for me there and she butters him up and then she sends him off to the shops because she wants a cosmopolitan and she wants some vodka for it <laughs> this is the, so convoluted the, the, this was this was a story that is like i forgive it it was so bad it was good this was entertainingly this, this awful this was the sort of thing that felt like it could have been legendarily funny and on paper it probably looked great but in reality it was so clunky and silly like he kept coming in and she kept going oh but I also want you know a, um, a sex on the beach and he yeah. has to go and get peach schnapps from somewhere so anyway she grabs the controller switches it on bloop 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 dives at the shop he gets intercepted by Evelyn Leanne. That didn't really happen with that, did it? I think that's it. No. Just was the reason why I don't think Evelyn he was didn't there. go. Ho- no, we heard her, but we didn't even see her. It's just the the reason why Sharon was able to get a bit longer. Yeah, Leanne catches Simon reading the messages and has a go at him, and he tells her about Seb, um, and he gets upset because he thinks Simon thinks everybody he's let everybody down, um, and Leanne says um, you need 
to remember your safety is our top priority and it'll be over in a few weeks and you can go home and she's i don't know why she seems to think it's going to be over in a couple of weeks no, is it like um, he he's going to get up? sent down and and suddenly all his powers are going to be destroyed i would have thought that i thought the whole thing with this was that he's got this network of cronies on the outside he and if he gets sent down there's no difference between him being on remand or being sent down as far as no i know that there's different privileges in prison but he's clearly doing all the stuff that's illegal anyway it wouldn't make any difference you're right it doesn't make any difference um, but I guess she doesn't know that he's plotting all this stuff, though. No. She's so innocent. But she does know that he's, you know, an evil drugs lord. And she's had experience with evil drugs lords before. That's Although back- I suppose once Jim, you know, saw Jez Quigley off, then, he, then that was all, all over for that. So. Deb's back home later with this romantic music playing, listening to Sharon talking about her past That's boyfriends. So- and then she sends him off again. And um, it, she goes to turn on the console... And Cy Barlow 2003, which sounds like the dodgiest android ever. <laughs> I am Cy Bar 2003. What did, what's, he just like pushes, pushes his mum over and that's yeah. his power. <laughs> um, so she, so he's, he's deleted his account. He's and Sharon goes, where are you? And just I, speaking to the speaking, to, maybe she thinks it's got voice recognition technology maybe, or yeah. something uh, combined um, with location. You pointed out here that Simon's made the ultimate sacrifice because he's deleted all of his I know. achievements, he's his deleted his whole user account. What a plonker. Can't you just block him? Maybe that's... I don't know. It, it felt like he had deleted his whole user profile, which I don't think he'd be so quick to do. Maybe Leanne did it, maybe Nick did, I don't know. But uh, Simon didn't seem mad afterwards. No. Um, just like Ardy wasn't mad when Dev... It's because <laughs> it's a rubbish console. So. I think it's true. Maybe he's right. It's like, can I have a proper one now, please? Yeah, oh, yeah I've deleted can it. Can I have can one that it? plays games get... that people have heard of? Can I get a console that people have heard of? Like, rather than this, like, knockoff weird one that was made in Russia. It was totally wasn't it? It's one of those ones you get down the market. I thought it's like a, it's like a Kickstarter one where they say, this game, this will be the world's most immersive computer game experience. Jungle Universe. The controller play has 20 die. buttons. It's got the whole alphabet on it. It did it look like a Blackberry or something. <laughs> I, I Do you want your know. child to, to get ready for the world of business? <laughs> um, Dev comes home and he's all randy and Sharon's gone and his kids are there. And he's very sad and confused. Um, and they make fun of him. A totally healthy family there, I think. <laughs> Sharon gets on the phone to Harvey Bum phone and he... He says, people are moving in on our patch. We've got to try plan B. And she says, but he's just a little kid. And then we have zoom in on number eight just to remind us that he's in there somewhere being an innocent, happy child. And evil people are planning evil things. Yeah. I do like how Sharon is not, you know, if it feels in some way redeemable and she feels guilty for what she's doing and everything. But what I don't I need got is at now. the end of every single bloody scene that Sharon does something nasty. They have to show her going, ooh, ooh, I'm so regretful about this. At the end of every scene, Sharon displays the opposite emotion to the one that she's just been doing. Yeah. Somebody walks off, oh no, I'm oh, being guilty. naughty. Uh, on Friday, she is in the middle of sort of apologising to Dev when Harvey phones her to tell her to get on with kidnapping Sam. Sam is worried about Nick and he says, oh, to Natasha that he's not texting him for a while. Natasha says she shouldn't have even texted him at all. Sharon's listening in. Natasha confiscates his phone and drives off with it. That's going to be a big regret. 
Because if he had the phone, he could have escaped. See, I thought what the plan was, which it doesn't seem to be going this way, that they were going to they were going to kidnap Sam and say, "Give me your phone, and I'll let you go." And he's like, "But I don't have my phone." And then, <laughs> and then they're like, "Oh, now what do we do? Check him in the canal or something?" Yeah. But it seems like their plan is actually just to leave just him to stranded. Him. Yeah. I don't know what. How, yeah, there's. I don't see the link here between kidnapping Sam. Well, they want and to, getting anything. Well, I think that they're trying to lure Nick. But he has to know where he hole. is. Well, he just doesn't matter. He, he wants to have him searching around, doesn't he? How is... Okay. I think that's well, right. Yeah, I know, but it's not logical, is it? Because how are you going to find a kid? I mean, I guess Nick would say to Leanne, don't worry, we're in a soap. I'll just walk around and I'll, I'll stumble across him, probably. I'll be like, it's all right. They're not doing location shooting at the moment. We'll find him quickly. What? They filmed Seb's murder outside the set. Well, let's go Bloody there, hell. then. <laughs> let's go to that wasteland that they have heard so much about. Um... Sharon goes to see Shona um, and she says, oh, I've, I've got these spa tickets that I can't use. You and Gail use them. And Shona's like, why? All right, fine. Um, yeah, she, Shona had been one of the few people that had been suspicious of Sharon up to this point. Was she, uh, Sharon, um, Shona and Jenny. And, and um, yeah, a bit disappointed that Shona... Well, it just a takes a spa ticket. Today. Sharon takes a photo of Sam um, on her phone when uh, Shona's not looking. So a a, photo, of a shows, photo of Sam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she talks to this bloke later who's got a giant pedo van man thing. They should have brought back the pedo van man for this week. He's like, I'm perfect. perfect at this. I can snatch any kid. He <laughs> says, like, look, I'm going to get my telescope out. No, he says, right, I've turned up. I've got my pedo van and I've got the puppies. And Sharon goes, sorry, you need a telescope for this kid. Don't even ask me. Um, so Gary sees this man just standing there with a giant empty van and he says, what are you doing? Are you a rag and bone man? But I don't know if they have this in other countries. We barely have it here, to be honest. But they just go around taking stuff that's rubbish and selling it. Who was the rag and bone? Was it? Oh, yeah. Was it uh, Char- T- Tommy? Char- no. Uh, there was Tommy one. Deacon? Yeah, Yeah, I think so. Char- was it Charlie? He had, a, he had a horse and cart. Yeah. In the original. Back in, 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 in the 70s, Corrie. Yeah. Um, so. Oh, yeah, it's that really Irish guy, wasn't he? Really, really Irish. You're so Irish. Oh God. Um, yeah. So he's like, yeah. I'm just. I'm. I'm here to get rubbish. And Gary. Gary, Gary says, says, "Oh, I've do you want, some do you want twenty quid to take some rubbish away?" And he's like, "No, I'm busy." And Gary says, "You don't look busy. You got a giant empty van." And Sharon's Sharon's getting mad as well. She's like, "Don't talk to anybody." Yeah, but but he he does go off and help. Gary well, eventually, Gary's like, look, I'll give you 30 quid to take my stupid wardrobe. And this poor bloke, he's like, he's just trying to kidnap a child, gets yeah, roped into take, going down to the Blooming Recycling Centre and probably having to sit in a queue. And then when you get to the front of the queue, the scary man that works there in the fluorescent jacket says, what have you got? And you're like, oh, it's a wardrobe. And he says, put it over there. And then you get scared and you have to park your car in a horrible bay. <laughs> and everyone's walking around with bits of furniture. You've got, you got a bit of a traumatic experience in your past and- I'm scared of going to the dump. Well, it doesn't seem to take that long because the next scene is back. And, and he's made 30 quid. Oh, that was a nice little diversion like, of a scene. If I knew I could make money not snatching children, I don't think I'd have agreed <laughs> to this, Sharon. <laughs> he's going to be a reform character. He's going to go through the restorative <laughs> yeah. justice programme like Michael Rodwell and turn yeah. out and be back and bone man in the end. Anyway, so he's, he's still loitering and then he sees Sam walking along the road. So the whole thing seems to have been... Stand here with your van doors open until Sam comes and then just get him in the back. 
So he, as soon as he sees Sam, he gets his phone out and he's like, oh, hi, mate. Yeah, I've still got that telescope. Don't know what to do with it. If only a kid round here was interested in science. But I think they're all into acting. And then Sam goes, excuse me, can I have that telescope? And he says, shut up, kid. I'm not talking to you. Anyway, what the hell am I going to do with this telescope? And Sam goes, excuse me. And he says, shut up and get in the van. <laughs> so Sam goes, I'm just going to get in the van. I don't know what he's going to do. Quite how it went down, but like he's going to nick enough. the like he's going to nick the telescope himself. He's just curious. He sees this massive he goes, massive telescope. Excuse and... me, you shouldn't throw away scientific equipment. What about one of those things that they used to use to measure people's heads to say whether you're criminally insane or not? That was scientific ex- equipment back in the day, Sam. What about the little or the little pipette and the swab that I have to use twice a week to do my lateral flow test? What about all these used away? coronavirus tests, Sam? You don't know everything, kid. <laughs> anyway, he gets in the back of the van and lo and behold, he gets kidnapped. Anyone else, like I said, on the, on Twitter would have worked with a basket of puppies. You just need to know what the kid's interested in. Ardy, Ardy and Simon, just put an Xbox or a PlayStation or something in the back. Yeah, that's Ooh. a proper games console. <laughs> They're probably dead jealous of like Max because he's got a proper one, hasn't he? He does, yeah. And, and Liam, and, yeah. Poor kids. <laughs> so anyway, he's he's locked up at the back. The van drives off. Sharon looks out the window. At this point, Ooh. Sam doesn't realise he's being kidnapped, does he? He thinks that there's just Excuse. a Excuse misunderstanding. Excuse me, Mr. Van Man, but you seem to have clock- locked me in and now I'm driving away. <laughs> Um, I have seen people on our Facebook group going, I'm getting a bit sick of Sam now. I can only imagine this was even more annoying. If you if you're if you're Sam Overload, you're on Sam Overload at the moment. I I mean this I'm is not, not gonna help. I don't love Sam as much as I did at the beginning. I, I said like this him. all along. I said, said this all along. Sam is great, but he is one of these characters that you need to be left wanting more with. Mm. Um and I think that we're we're at the point of saturation if they're not careful. Yes, have so, a saturation. No, that work. <laughs> anyway, Sharon's like, what have I done? Uh, exactly what I planned to do. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Natasha comes round going, have you seen my kid? Yeah, Sam's wa- Sharon's watching from the window, isn't she? I don't know. He also, Sam also said earlier, there's, there's um, my, my young astronomers club has been cancelled. And I don't know whether that um, turned into anything, but somebody yeah, else was well, calling it the Astrology Club, which is completely different. Yeah, Shona calls it the Astrology Club. I don't know whether that was just was intentional in the script. Well, or, I mean, it works. Or Julia for Shona. said the road. Yeah, I guess so. Um, they're looking for him everywhere. She phones Natasha phones the police. Sharon hears and goes, "Oh, have your kid gone missing? Oh dear, it wasn't me." Um, <laughs> Sam's not really frightened. He thinks that it's all a big mistake. The van gets parked up in the wasteland. Leanne finds out from the police what's happened and tells Nick. Nick phones Natasha. Natasha immediately accuses Nick of kidnapping him, which came out of nowhere. And he says, I mean, for all the... T- Natasha's been trusting the whole family there implicitly with this kid. And then the slightest bit of trouble, she's like, oh, it's obviously him that kidnapped him. Mm. If you if you, that was in the back of your mind, you wouldn't have been so trusting. To I mean, honest, she it, left him with him when she went to London. His his um, name is a synonym for steel. Who? Nick. <laughs> it's, in, it's in there all along. Oh, it was the clues were there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so he's like, of course I didn't nick him. <laughs> um, uh, he's quite kind of offended, which he should be. Leanne says to him, 
Leanne is like all the way through this, like, never mind, never mind, Simon, you can't play on your console anymore. Never mind, Nick, your child's gone missing. Um, the main thing is we all stay here and don't move anywhere. So Gail t- reveals to Sharon. Oh, yeah, she she can't keep her mouth shut. Well, Sharon's like, Gail. oh, what's happened to Sam? And, and Gail where's, goes, where's guess Nick what? Gone? Guess what? Um, drugs, hiding. Uh, she, t- she tells her everything, really. Yeah, and, and Sharon's like, ooh, I wonder if that gang's taken him. I hear they're dead violent. And, uh, and then she goes, oh, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> and then Sam sits in the back of the van and he sings a song to himself. I can't remember what the song was. It wasn't oh, a very it wasn't it. a very well suited to um It didn't sound like the sort of song that a, a ten year old would be singing to themselves, but you know, he does lots of things that ten year olds wouldn't normally do, so He should have sung um that uh Coldplay song. What Coldplay song? Stars. Trapped in a van. Is there a star song that they sing? Um, look at the stars. Yeah. That would have been good. Yeah, Yeah, he just sings a little sad song to himself. And uh, we see that the the passage of time occurs. Why did they do that? That I don't get it. Because literally, they don't need to ever show us at the end of an episode, time has passed. Because we know that. Because the next time we watch it, time has passed. They're usually having breakfast in the cafe. We, we pick up on these subtle cues, Coronation Street. You don't need to show us at the end. Ooh, Imagine so if at the end of every episode, they, were like, they had the sun going down, like in um, Teletubbies. And then and the beginning, beginning of every episode, episode Lion just, King. Just, or, like, <laughs> or like a rooster crowing. <laughs> it's morning! Um, right. I, You've written Sharon subtle as a brick. Yeah. She's just, yeah, it's getting a bit silly. She's very panto. She's too panto, and it's a shame. And I do think that Tracy Bennett's being given a bit duff material here because she's a really, really good actress. She's, yeah, um, but she's. It's not subtle at all. No, she's she's proper soap billing. Yeah, yeah. But she's, she's you know. I, think I don't Debbie know why better. we have to know every time she does anything villainous that she actually is really sad about it. The only thing I can think of is that we're trying, they're trying to make us more sympathetic to her so that inevitably when this all comes out we feel bad yeah but i get it now i get it too but i also i don't really feel that sympathetic towards her because she's still kowtowing to this villain who's in prison yeah it really does feel like that we're missing more motivation well some some people have said why doesn't she just say stuff no, you i'm off. not gonna or just t- don't you answer the phone stick with somewhere the what's stick, stick that phone where the sun don't shine i mean every again, single time and leave it there this I, time yeah <laughs> every single time one of his cronies has appeared to help her she's been the boss of them and told them what to do and they've they've been pretty inept and they've had to be had their hand held at every moment by her to explain what they need to do. So if Harvey did decide to send them after her, I don't think that she'd be in that much danger because they all seem like idiots. Well, he's got he's, he's got his van driving crony, and he's got his threatening crony, and he's got his he's know, got he's his got drug got delivery various, crony. Yeah, I know, but they all seem like idiots. No, no, it's yes, a, um, they're all scared what, of Sharon. It was that one that. Doesn't matter. It was a, doesn't I'm sure matter. there was a druggy crony a few weeks. You ago. said that when you um, had the Zoom call with yeah. her. When 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 um, I was at the Tracy Bennett press interview a couple of months ago, and I don't think this has been made really obvious on the program, 
But the reason that she's so indebted to Harvey is because of Wayne, her brother, and Harvey's dad looking after her while she was going through all this cancer treatment. So she feels like, you know, she owes it to her late brother to do his son's bidding. It falls down when you get to that point. It it half makes sense, I suppose, in some weird way. I just think that I'd like to see a little bit more to humanise her. And, I mean, we've been... We really have been singing Sharon's praises a lot up until this episode, haven't we? this week's episodes. Yeah. So it's not like she's been bad from the start. But um yeah, I'd I'd like to see more of of her not being a big panto villain. Like, where's the nice scenes with Rita? Has she actually has we have we seen Rita since like the first week that Sharon was in it and they had no. those bistro seats? It's a real shame. She's talking the... about a bunions the other day. Was she or something? I don't know. Uh, but anyway, that that's a bit of a, a, unfortunately, a COVID problem that I guess Barbara Knotts can't appear on the show quite as much as would be handy to have in this in this story. But maybe having, you know, I don't know, I just wish she had more to do than, than you know, cackle and look regretful. It's it's a it's a pity because I I was hoping for a little bit more. But I mean, as I say, it's, it's only been this week. I suppose we moaned last week when she was being very, very unsubtle when Toya was in the... Uh, Robers, wasn't she? Why don't you phone up your sister, Toya? But <laughs> it, it can only go on for so long. And it's, it's a quite a nice cliffhanger that has been left with tonight. I can only hope that Monday's episode is going to have some kind of dramatic, you know, kidnappy, car chasey. I, I don't know. It could, it could be quite, it could be fun. Um, but the fact that Gary was brought in to interact with Sharon and this bloke kind of makes me think that he's going to be in, involved in... You know, Sam's discovery or or Sharon's unveiling or something. It, I'm I'm thinking that maybe this story might be over next week. Maybe maybe that's why Leanne knows she's seen next week's TV guide. I'm not sure. Because don't you think? I mean, Sam's going to get found. It's going to get linked to Sharon. She's going to get arrested or something, and that's the end of that. I just don't. This whole pro- the, I don't, the whole I don't plan know. Is I'm just silly. guessing. The whole plan is silly. The plan is silly. That's okay. all I've got to say. Um, what else did we have this week in in this story? Also, is, okay. is this going to be the last we ever hear of the sinkhole? Are we just to assume that um, it's been I, covered up That would up be there? fine with me because I don't know why it, it really existed in the first place. I don't know. I don't know. Um, That's it then, isn't it? Yeah, that, we've been oh, doing yeah, all the discussions we along. Oh yeah, I just wrote Fanny in the notes here because um, I don't know why. Fanny something? No, Gail's long lost relative. Oh, no, I just wonder whether what what the point of having Gail married to not married to related to George was. Yeah, what's the point? And I I wondered when uh, Audrey was starting to um, reminisce about her time in the sixties, whether she'd you know re- reveal some long lost family fanny secret or something to to young Sam. I don't or know. Or Ben, whatever his name is. Yeah, you can keep him straight. I don't know, but no, that that's that story was. So bad it was good, ridiculous, kind of entertaining. Um, but if it if it is over next week, I might be not. I might not be too disappointed about it. But it will be a bit weird if Nick and Leanne and Simon just come back to live on the street again and nobody mentions it again. That might happen. Right, next story. A read for Franklin, which I'm just going to keep going as a storyline title because I'm so happy with it. And we haven't got any hints about his funeral coming up yet, have we? Well, but yes, think... because we had George putting his foot in it. Well, yeah, last week we did, yeah. but nothing else has happened since. We have, didn't even have um, uh, uh, what's the name, Abby in it this week, did we? Um, 
we, we, we just get to see Dev putting his foot in it a little bit at the beginning of Monday's episode because Nina's looking you know, normal, as Dev would have put it. She, he, he just continually puts his foot in it with the choice of expressions that he's causing, uh, that he's using, yeah. And uh, she's just looking very, very sad and, and also very colourful and lovely. Um, Asha apologises for her dad. She's worried about Nina because she's like, she's gone off her food. She's Probably not herself anymore. She's trying to be someone that she's not. It's really, really sad, actually. Um, then we have Adi having a go at Corey in the street. And Ka- Corey... Corey's free because he's just put... Yeah, he's... he's yeah, he's, he's he's blamed everything on Kelly, and everyone believes him yeah. because he said it first, mm. and that's how the police operate in Weatherfield. I I think that Corey should get a job as one of Harvey's henchmen because he's yeah. quite threatening, Gemma. Yeah, he he told he told Ardy to bog off. What? And he said, "Do one." Ah. And he called him. Get this. What? A little weirdo. That's just cruel. I, mean, I know. That's, that's just as bad as as kicking someone to death, isn't it? Crushing their spirits. Yeah, yeah. Um, so. Asha finds Corey having a bit of a mope in Victoria Gardens later and offers to talk to him and she's offering a, a sympathetic ear. And at the time I was thinking, no, Asha, Asha, Asha don't, you idiot. What are you doing? What are you talking to him for? Why are you going back to him again? But um, it turns out that she's playing a little bit of a game she reveals to, um, <laughs> to Ardy recently. And I mean, I'm, I'm not talking about Jungle Universe here. She's trying to that entrap... That is not a two-player game and you know it. <laughs> she's trying to entrap Corey and make him think that she is um, on his side so maybe he can like reveal... Some evil secrets about how yeah. he was the one what done. What a great said. plan! Um, that's Wednesday. about it. We have Wednesday. We have Roy giving um, Asha a bag of Nina's clothes that he's found out by the bin, and she's going to hang them up in her wardrobe so that they're she's ready like, for her. When I'm going to keep this for the triumphant return to form yeah regothification scene. at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, I've actually written Tanisha is looking through Nina's stuff here N- Asha is looking through Nina's stuff here she's she's getting a bit upset she's like oh these clothes are who she is um, I'm going to make Corey pay and, and it turns out I, I think I might have missed some important information in this scene but because oh, I've got Asha saying of me I, of not paying attention she says to add RD on Corey's agreed to meet up with me but then they never did meet up so I don't really know what happened there good um, plan are you, we, are you um you you glad to hear that Asha is doing this? Do you think uh, she's taking a bit too much of a risk here? Is it going to be? Is it going to work? I don't know what's going on here. It feels it feels like the whole story is just going to be Asha gets Corey to say that he done it, and then she'll go, "Ha ha! I recorded it on my phone." And then Corey will be like, "Oh, get you, you little wretch!" And then he'll like <laughs> attack her, and then she'll like. That. Then they'll have like Benny Hill music and they're running in and out of Ginnels. No. And then and then the You're police will the turn story. up and go, "Ooh, what's going on here?" And Asha will hold the phone up and it will be Corey going, oh, "I kicked him to death and I'd do it again if only there was another one of him to do it too." And then everyone will go, <gasps> "No, I've and got." And the lo- police will say, "Well, we must let R. Kelly go then." I've got a lot and more then, faith in this story than and you. And then, have. um. Then, um, <laughs> thinking of a character name. Yeah, I am. Um, Ardy, Imran, Imran and <laughs> Imran. and who? Toya will be like, oh, we had a story. Now right, you took it off us. No, I, 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 I think this is going to be a bit of a more a long. And then burn. Toya will I say, I think that Asha is could be could be you know a bit in danger here. Toya will say, well, I've got nothing left in my life but to throw myself into my work. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Whatever that is. Um, no, I, I think this is fine. It's a shame that it kind of 
faltered. I mean, th- this but, was the big story for the past two weeks and it felt like just a little bit of a dribble. I guess some of the main actors needed a bit of a it break. It does feel like the whole thing's going to revolve around Asher getting him to tell her what he actually did, which feels a bit anticlimactic. I don't know. No, I don't know what's right. going to happen, but I think that there is but more then, to come. I don't know that I really want another court case scene. But we can call the storyline Corian Court. It kind of sounds similar. Okay, right. Sean, Gemma, what's we been up to this Is it week? My go? Yeah, it's your go. Tell you sales and marketing over oh, to you. Oh, that's my speciality. Um, Carol, homeless Carol, turns up at the street, runs into Sean. She says, I'm clean. I've had rehab. Let's catch up later. So she goes to the Rovers and Daisy says, Oh, she, you, should, you should get her in on your. Uh, you a double glammy in. Yeah. And Carol's like, oh, that sounds great. And he's desperately trying to put her off. And she gets mad because he, she thinks he's patronising her and saying she can't do it. But actually, what he is saying is it's all a big scam. But he can't say that in front of Daisy because he's still got her on the hook. So she gets mad. And then um, he tells Daisy later that he doesn't want Carol to get a load of stock that she can't sell because he's going to buy off of her. So on Wednesday, Carol meets up with Sean again and she's still mad about it. And he says, look, I don't want you to do it because it's really hard work, which is another like insulting thing to say to somebody. Um, and she says, um, I'll, I'll, like, OK, fine, I'll be your friend, but you have to buy me a bacon sandwich, which is what I've said to lots of people. It doesn't <laughs> always work. Um, later on, she gets a phone call and it's from the job centre. She has to leave. I don't think it was. No, I think it, it was actually Daisy. She said it's a job centre. So they're like, oh, it's nice to meet, nice to have a makeup chat. <laughs> Double Glammy. I get it. Um, and she goes, and next time you see her, Daisy has signed her up to Double Glammy. And she's like, don't tell Sean, will you? Um, all your details are in the contract. So I'll print you off a copy later, babes. Don't worry about it. It's all going to be fine. So, you know, here is Carol, another victim of this pyramid scheme that's not really a pyramid scheme but it is a pyramid scheme not not a character that i was expecting to ever see again also not the one that springs to mind when you say who shall we ensnare in a in a multi-level marketing campaign for makeup yeah, I know. I bet that the actress who played her thought that the uh, win all Christmas has come at once and she gets the phone call from ITV a couple of months ago. Anytime you're in a I business... I think that Henry you... should get ensnared by this MLM machine. <laughs> Henry He's dumb. would be great. Yeah, I mean, anytime you're, you got, you're a business, your business model involves you trying desperately to flog stuff to your friends who are interested, it's a bad, bad move. And she, I don't think, the best will in the world, Carol has a large number of friends who can afford to drop 40 quid on unisex No, I, I think more, most of her friends are... Um, of the... Of the, uh, the poor Sean Ilk. What's the Sean Ilk? I need money because I live in a house with a lady. I don't think that Carol's friends live in houses. I don't see why they, she, does, she hasn't made other friends. I suppose it. Um, yeah, Sean. Sean's her friend, and he lives in a house. Very true. With a lady. I, I'm. I'm kind of glad that we got to see Carol. Carol, because I think when we last saw her, she'd been beaten up by somebody in the street, and then she went to hospital, and then Sean just kind of said, "Oh, it's it's rubbish being Doesn't on the street, this, isn't yeah, it? Again. Can I come home with you, Billy?" And Carol never really got any closure, and I'm not really expecting much closure here. No, to I'm be not honest. either. But doesn't this show but, Billy? Um, not Billy. Uh, this shows Sean up yet again for the big fraud that he was during the whole homelessness storyline, where... How so? 
that you remember that that the, the pulp song common people where there's a line like if you called your dad he can make it stop this is exactly what Sean was like during the homeless thing. He just had to say, I don't want to be homeless anymore. And it's like magic. Like a fairy godmother came out and went, oh, yeah, sorry. Um, here's your house. Mm. And, and here you've got Carol. So, so he, Carol's out to work for this for two, three years. Carol's been through rehab. She's, she's trying to turn her life around. Like you say, it's taken her years. And you've got Sean here renting luxury cars and crying about how his... his um, son's mum is rich and that's Wearing the biggest peacock honestly, t-shirts. yeah that's the biggest problem that he's got in his life is that his 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 son's mum shows him up mm. you know what a contrast don't care about that story but please gonna end soon rutting ties uh also i've, I've put the stuff of steve on the, on doing the cycling in here for no particular reason other than I said to you, isn't it? when we saw this scene with steve falling around all over the place i said Women on Coronation Street cannot cook and men on Coronation Street cannot exercise. And that seems to be the big joke. Craig's doing quite well. Have you seen him exercising recently? No, no I haven't voted. Yeah, but I, I could actually just call this storyline the Weatherfield bike because that would, that would cover both <laughs> oh, Alina and what I'm Steve sure was riding on. I think Weatherfield bike before. For um, so Ty and Alina are looking for somewhere to live on Wednesday. They, they want, she's desperate to get on the property ladder. She really wants a mortgage. I know, Alina. one minute, like she, how old is she? She's, she's like... 22, 23 maybe. You should be so lucky, love. I know. Anyway, she um, she says, oh, I don't want to move... Uh, moving out of the flat's difficult because it's got all the memories of Seb here, but um, I think we probably But you know what should. would help me if I had my own house? Mm. Um, <laughs> he comes back to work late later because he's been bonking Alina in the shower And or he's something. really gross about it to Kevin. And Kevin's like, oh, oh that's just I what don't want men are like. Um, he, I don't think he's that interested. And Uncle Ronnie comes in and goes, oh, yeah, well, guess what I've been doing? He moans, um, Tyrone um, oh, Debbie's there. moans about the state of the flat to Debbie and um, who says, oh, well, well, I'm just going to throw me. Alina out. I can't be bothered no. to fix things for you, so I'm going to throw Alina out and just sell it up. I thought this was hilarious because he's like, oh, you call, call it a shower. Oh, the boiler's just like a kettle on the wall, blah, blah, blah. And Debbie's like, well, if you don't like it, move out and I'll sell it. And he's like, oh, oh no. <laughs> but then she offers him first refusal later. To buy and, it. Um, yeah, and, and Tyrone, offers, uh, Tyrone asks Kevin to lend him some deposit help. £8,000 will do the trick. And Kevin says he will think about it. Because he reckons it will sell for 75 grand. Tyrone, listen very carefully. I will say this only once. Do not buy a leasehold property. No, it's not worth it. Don't buy it. Leasehold, no. Right. (laughs) What about the other fees involved as well, Tyrone? Um... Yeah, I mean, you, you know you need a new boiler. If you can't afford eight grand for a deposit, what are you going to do when you need a new boiler? Because mm. a new boiler is going to be about six to seven grand. Yeah, and you got to get in quick if you want to avoid the stamp duty. It's probably a bit too You're late for that. You're not going to be get paying stamp duty on 75, especially if it's your first... I don't know, if he puts it in Alina's name, he can get it on first-time buyers. Oh, but yeah. is she a British national? I don't think so. So I think you have to fill out a different form. No, it's not I think it. you do not have to pay it. stamp duty. Um, so today, we Tyrone and Alina are talking about getting this... this Twee family photo session, which he doesn't like the idea of, but goes along Alina with because he loves Alina into so much. All the stereotypes of Eastern Europeans having um, dec- decor ideas like from 1975. That's an Eastern European stereotype. Isn't They're it? all everything's like from decades ago because it's only just got there. And I know that's a stereotype, but she's like really like, oh, 
She's bad at interior decorating. She's she's getting very excited about the fact of, of having a family and stealing and this doesn't this off of just this. yeah? But she's excited about setting up a home, and it really is a stark contrast between Tyrone and Alina because she is young and excited. He's done it all before. He yeah, this is not his first rodeo, and he also doesn't care about decor and. He just, just, yeah, he just shoves up, having anything on the wall, keep Jack and Vera stuff, put a few he new just, kids' pictures He just, as long as he can there, have a shag, fine, you know, several times a day, it seems like. He yeah. doesn't care what's on the walls. Uh, Emma hadn't heard about the fact that they were potentially going to be buying this place. She doesn't seem very happy about well, it, no, particularly Alina, the whole thing about Tyrone being her landlord she doesn't like. And Alina's like, oh, don't worry, uh, you can still live here, and at least you'll like your landlady. And she spends the whole episode going... <laughs> I know. Um, yeah, then Emma goes over to tell Amy about this, and this is when the the other side story about Steve going cycling um, crops up. And they have this little skit about the fact that Steve's been using Amy's razor to shave his legs <laughs> to make himself more aerodynamic. And, and I, I think I thought they that was make all a quite joke funny. about Tracy having like a a wire wool muff. Did they? I'm pretty sure that that gets mentioned. I quite like that. The, the, you quite like that. No, no, you? I quite like that little scene. I know it was stupid, but I, I find that. Quite I didn't amusing. know he was cycling. I thought he was hiking. That's so did I. But he, all that happens really there Tell is you what he goes he off. Is, Michael, what? he's a charity slag. He'll do anything. <laughs> he goes off and he does his cycling, and he comes back, and it looks like he's he's been dragged through her head back. There did, did it? seem to be some kind of thing that happened because was it Amy says. Do you remember what the bib number of the man you pushed off the bike was? Which makes me think that he was in an accident. And like, no, he said that you drove into a pothole. You missed that because you weren't paying I attention. I thought she said something about you you knocked somebody off their bike. Do you remember what his bib, bib number I was? Remember, and that didn't come up again. So, like, what's going to happen on Monday? Is Craig going to come around and say, oh, there was a murder at the charity cycle run and everyone said it was you? <laughs> I don't know. But anyway, Steve gets a bit maudlin at the end of the episode. And it's like, oh, all these people doing stuff for charity. Uh, it's so sad and... Pointless. Point, yeah, pointless. And, well, you know... It, it, still haven't cured cancer yet. I know all this. T- think about how many times we've done a five k run for breast cancer. Yeah, and and he wants to give up his. Um, no, Emma thinks that he should give up on his um, charitying, doesn't he? But he says no. Anyway, that's the side story that isn't really related at all to the Tyrone and Alina storyline. But it, it doesn't go anywhere. It's just about Tyrone uh, well, gets told from Kevin that he can't get the money. Kevin says, does, "Kevin says I can't lend you the money," but he doesn't add in the obvious thing. My well, he does say my wife to be is not working because she's last time I saw her she was trying to hammer her way through a bonnet. What happened to that? She was attacking a bonnet, a car bonnet <laughs> with a the hammer or a spanner or something. What two weeks tell ago? Tell you what, was if it? it was us, we turn up and look at the car covered in hammer marks and go. I'm sorry, but it was you, probably like that before. Thank we got you there. for helping us. By then, <laughs> we were very uncomfortable. We trust your judgment. Yeah. Um, yeah, he doesn't. He says that, but he also just didn't follow up with. Also, we had to pay for a wedding we didn't have, and we're also probably going to have a wedding in the future that we need to save up for. And also, funerals don't grow on trees. No, I think he mentioned some of that. I can't remember. It was a bit boring, so I wasn't paying well, attention. Well, the cheek of a man to come to a guy whose wife's, whose future wife's son's just died, begging for money so he can shack up with his girlfriend in a in a flat that's got a kettle for a boiler. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, so, oh my gosh, this is dull. Um, we have a bit of another confrontation scene between Fizz and Tyrone after she finds out about it. She's like, when are you going to tell, when were you going to tell what, me? Moving into the moving house. Moving into this house. You, the, the, and he's like, nothing to do with you, actually. And she's like, no, it's exactly F, everything to do with me. You don't seem to realise that just because you've left me, it doesn't mean that your affairs don't have anything to do with me anymore because we still have these kids together and he's left sort of seething a little bit. But I think Fizz, obviously, we're a team Fizz. She is in the right there. Um, and then Tyrone tells Alina about Fizz having a go at him. So Alina is spurred on to make that flat even more of a home for themselves by putting these random Generation Z words Trill. all over the board. Um, YOLO. I lol. don't think YOLO is... No, a... lol's too old. YOLO's like our thing. YOLO is our thing? I don't think it is. I'd, I'd heard of it. <laughs> it had been going for a long time before I knew what that meant. I oh, rolled, yeah. okay, I all right. Rolo my... is my thing. You know, the chocolate. Oh, God, Michael, you <laughs> granddad. Um, if I was a granddad, it'd be words original. <laughs> I thought, if your notes just say who cares here. Um, I thought that, I honestly thought Alina was going to start questioning Tyrone about the house. And surely it's only a matter of time before she starts saying to him, oh, Tyrone, why do they live in the house that is yours? When you could sell it and we could have our own place. Because honestly, is that not logical? If he wants a deposit, he's got a whole house that belongs to him. If that grotty flat's going for 75k, that house is going to be double that easily. Yeah. And so that's enough to buy themselves a house. Or, yeah, or charge her rent for it. Yeah. I'll bet she would, Alina, make it. Alina is uh, a madam. He he is kind of in in every rights to do that, but well, I know that I there's still... been there have been a lot of people online who who say, oh, you know, well, it's his house. I don't know why Fizz thinks that she's got the right to live there, and I honestly I found that really disgusting because the amount of work and emotional labour and time and effort and support that she's put in, she's put her wages into fixing the place up as well. I don't think that anyone has the right to say that she shouldn't live there. The whole thing's a mess. This is why... Don't have affairs. You shouldn't have affairs. Basically. <laughs> um, finally, go Gemma, do you want to do Mountain Out of a Troll Hill? What's been going on with the Golden Girls? <laughs> Number six. Cathy uh, is making a nuisance of herself. She is... I, I watched this with a guilty conscience because I'm Cathy. If I was in this... Yeah, you're Cathy in this situation. Lounging around on the sofa in your pyjamas, like ordering wor- things. The working class-esque loud mouth slob who's just lolling around in her pyjamas and I'm only saying that in comparison to Yasmin and Elaine who are definitely middle class ladies aren't they yes with their trim little bobs and their you know like oh I keep myself my figure svelte and well you know Kathy had quite a nice house when she first came into it and she was into like art exhibits and everything wasn't she Kathy's more to me like a boho kind of working class art teacher type person mm. whereas Yasmin and Elaine are like... Yasmin's a librarian. Where's my silver spoon for my caviar? You know? Mm. Although you don't eat caviar with silver, you eat it with a... Um, I use what's a that little tortoiseshell tortoiseshell spoon. Cathy is also a little bit like you because every so often you'll buy random exercise equipment. And go, I'm going to change my I'm gonna life. I'm going to use this every day. I'll put it under the bed and forget it's there. <laughs> Um, and also, I'm going to save these pizza boxes for a reason I will explain 
in a month's time when I tell you to throw them away. Um, yeah, so yeah, just just this kind of like fat slob living There's with just lots a bunch of, scenes, of skinny people. Lots of scenes of them getting, <clears throat> of, of Kathy getting on their wicks. Just lazing around, being annoying. Um, yes, and also inexplicably not living with her boyfriend. It's been going on for ridiculously it makes no sense. amount. Of, it, yeah, we still haven't had an explanation as what? to why she won't well, live. She's, it's because of the troll thing. But it's not real, is it? That's a lie. It doesn't make any sense. It's this is this is a a real victim of the um, what's it called? Block filming. This should have been over a long time ago. Yasmin says, goes to the cabin and asks. <clears throat> I'm starting to get a sore throat. Uh oh asks Brian Brian has there been any more trolling like you know like what's the weather been like and he's like no nobody's threatened my life or vandalised the place thankfully um, maybe Kathy can come home soon and Yasmin says maybe even the trolls her? have got bored of the storyline now <laughs> didn't take the viewers long but the, the trolls have still had a bit of passion for it for well a there's been while. a murder you'd think they'd be trolling Kelly now <laughs> yeah <laughs> so he's um, so he tries to ring Kathy and she thinks she ignores him and then Kathy, Yasmin comes home and Kathy's like, I've cooked us a tagine. She funny. did call it a tagine, didn't she? Yeah. yeah. Um, and she had even had a proper t- tagine, which I think Yasmin has had for years, which is the same one that your mum bought me. It is. Yeah. Which is actually in the shed. I don't like tagines, really. That's because they, they have apricots they have apricot. in them. I, I'm not a fan of Moroccan food. It's Moroccan. How dare it? you? I just don't really like it. I remember when tagines were all the rage and me and your mum were like... I know. Have you had this... T- have you tried this tagine recipe? <laughs> it's pork and apricot. Have you tried this one? It's lamb and apricot. Have you tried this couscous? <laughs> it's got a parsley. Well, this one has coriander. I'm glad that fad didn't last. Really it really long. was like a, a massive fad in this country for like, I don't know, three months. <laughs> yeah. And everyone was buying tagines off Lakeland. <laughs> anyway, she's chuffed. Wonders when Kathy's leaving... Because the trolling stopped and Kathy says, oh, I just feel really safe here and I've bought myself an exercise bike so I can't leave. That's it. That's it. Didn't, did you say the bit about Brian trying to phone Kathy yeah. and she ignores him? Okay. Um, anyway, that's that. And um, and that is indeed it for this week's Coronation Street. That's that and that's it. I thought that with my ranting, this episode might go on a bit longer, but I mean, this is relatively on the short side. Um, <laughs> I, what are you going to give it, Michael? I don't know. Because I, you were I, told I really quite enjoy chatting about this the this courage week. of your convictions and give it a one. I was, I, I was recommend, I, I was um, challenged to give it a score in the ones it wasn't a one. It was not a one. Audrey was kind of funny. I know, but Sharon I'm with the game console now. was so bad it was good. Um, mm-hmm. Asher and Nina, no problem with that story apart from the fact that it wasn't headline anymore, which it totally should have been. Um, I didn't like... I mean, like I said, I didn't watch the and, stuff and that today's I found wasn't, boring. Today's wasn't so awful. I just had it on in the background a lot of the time this week. It was not very interesting. Um, and some of it was infuriating. And some of it, it was the, baffling. I, I was just... It, it feels like... It felt Johnny, very... It feels like Jenny and Ronnie um, hmm. getting it on in the Rovers deserves to knock, you know, at least I know, two but points I off of it. Because I of, don't feel the same way about it. I don't feel quite as angry about that because I've kind of let it go. Um I don't know why I'm. I don't know why. There's it's no like logical the worst reason. Thing to happen to me. I know me. you're really it's, mad about it's it. It's ruined my life. Oh God. I'm so. Oh my. No, I can't bring it up again. I think I made my stance quite clear on this earlier in um, the episode. Yeah. So re- really, I think the 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 
it felt very amateur this week. A lot of the stuff just felt stupid. Um, and and the things that weren't stupid were, were dull or illogical. Right. Okay, I'm going one and a half. I'm going one and a half. It is my lowest. I don't, have I ever even given it a two before? I'm just so mad at Jenny and Ronnie and the potential that that has, has got to, you know, split up the, one of my favourite couples and everything. The, the Sharon stuff... I think that's was... what you're really upset about, isn't it? Because I think what you see in the future is Ronnie living at the Rovers. Well, I don't I've, know. I, it feels like Johnny... they're going to get back together again. Who? Jenny, Jenny, and Jenny. Jenny and Ronnie with him yeah. and uh, even though she's saying no I don't want anything to do with you again with her being with him being there I think that she could be but, tempted yeah, especially also, as she was about to you know go for round two just before Johnny came back Daisy is also very Machiavellian and I think she might engineer some kind of conflict between Jenny and Johnny yeah absolutely to try to drive them apart and make Jenny go into Ronnie's arms yeah I think so oh my god just thinking about it yeah, I think that... Makes I, me so mad. I don't think it's so... Because really, if, if this storyline ended here where it is now, with J- Jenny just going, sorry, it's behind me now, it was a blip, you wouldn't be mad about it. But the fact that you you know there's this looming possibility that yeah, it will it's be... it's what it means for Ronnie, the future of the show. Ronnie, like the landlord of the... Of oh, the don't. Oh, no. <sighs> Coronation Street would totally do that as well. I think... Coronation I know Street's you first don't black like, landlord. Yes, I know you don't like the idea, but I honestly think that having a black landlord of the Rovers would be great. It, and I like Ronnie. I don't know why you hate him. Because... And also... He's a, he's a slime ball. Stealthy southerner, that's right. Get this southerner behind the, behind the bar. Oh, let's that say, went so well when... Um, oh, no, Michelle Collins was a fake. Was a fake, yeah, yeah, you're she right. Just, she had a very um, good northern accent, Michael. What about when the Rovers was owned by Fred and Dougie and Mike, and Mike was the southerner <laughs> in charge of the Hooray! Rovers? Hooray! Colonise the north. <laughs> <laughs> no... I, th- I think Coronation Street would probably... I mean, you know how much they said, look at us, we've got a black family for the first time ever. It's 2018, we finally caught up. Hooray. I think they they might do, mightn't they? Oh, I don't know. I think Oh, I'm just so sad good. for John. I, and I'm wondering, like, is Johnny going to leave? Because he's been so underused. I know, I, this is what it I think. It really, really feels of, like this if, is the end of Johnny. And I don't, I don't like that Ronnie at all. If get together, this is the end of Johnny on the show. Because what's the... Where he has no family left. The only person he's got left is Carla... And I don't like. She moved into the flat above. Oh, I don't even know who knows where Carla and Peter are living at the moment. Taxi, maybe. She, yeah. Oh yeah, that's flat. right. Yeah, listen, Steve. We haven't flat, seen yeah. them move in yet, there yet, but she's the last sort of link he has to the street, and she's obviously having an experience at the moment. If he finds her, out, which he will, boyfriend being on the transplant, husband, sorry, yeah. being on the transplant list. If he if he finds out about it, which he will, then yeah, he will. he's. He, I mean, the thing is, he he could he, he tip for tack. Yeah, because he's he's done it. But I I can totally I can't imagine him wanting to stay in Weatherfield if Jenny and Ronnie are having a relationship. No way. Oh, I just oh man. <laughs> so you it still just, want to give it one and a half? You I'm giving it, a one? it no no. I, what could what could have made it a one? What makes it not a one? If to, if today's episode had been worse, like today's yeah. episode was today's just episode bog was just, standard, yeah, it, it was, was okay. It was okay if it had been more boring. If there'd been more Sean in it, um, you know, the, this the Sean storyline that could have brought it down. 
um, if if it didn't have a few high moments of like you know Audrey and whatever, and and Dev Dev was kind of funny. And I'm sorry, I know a lot of people don't like him, but I still find him quite amusing this week. I'm really mad about the the scene with Sharon and Dev because I feel like that had potential to be a really great scene, and I can't explain why it wasn't. I feel bad for Dev because he's like, he used to be a real ladies' man, doesn't he? And he's like, he's not Um, anymore, and he thinks that he thinks that he's still got it. Does he still got it? Because he he did definitely used to have it, didn't he? But where did it go? I can't wait until Uncle Ronnie is is in the used to have it camp. Although I don't want him to be in this show. He's done, he has done a lot wrong to me this week, Gemma. I'm giving this <laughs> week's episode one and a half interactive models of the world that show the ebb and flow of borders over the past 20 years out of five. My character of the week this week, I hadn't thought actually, um, I'm going to have to say it was... <sighs> Johnny, Ben, as bad as all now, Sam... Um, I don't know what Sam. to give it myself. I'm going Sam because I like Sam with his stuff on Monday with Audrey and I thought it was quite cute when he got kidnapped. Sam is my character of the week. Oh, we love it when a child gets kidnapped. It's so adorable. Who are you giving it to? Character of the week? Yeah, you do. I don't Don't know. give it to bloody Uncle Ronnie, otherwise we're going to be heading oh, for yeah, those divorce courts, I'll tell you. I'm going to... Oh, in the spirit of being consistent... I will give it to Pedo Van Man, number two. <laughs> that means that he's put Pedo Van Man, even though it's not the same Pedo Van Man. It's a different man. It's okay, so we can't. So, so when in Rebecca's list, just yeah, so we know. It's got to be Pedo, Pedo Van, Van Man, Man 1, two. And this is Pedo Van Man 2, yeah. who's got one mark. Uh huh, uh huh. Otherwise, he's like, Pedo Van Man would then have more points than, I don't know. I think that this guy should be called. Pedo- All of the babies. No, this guy should be called Pedo Beardo Van Man because he had a jolly good bush he of did. hair fur. So Pedo Beardo Van Man. He's been working hard during lockdown. He has, hasn't he? With yeah. that magnificent bushy beard. What are you scoring it, Jamma? I will let you score whatever you want. Oh, oh thank you. Then thank let you. my score oh, influence yours. You know what, ladies? If you're worried about getting married, don't because my man lets me do what I like. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know because like, I think one and a half generous. But I didn't hate it as much as you did. That's the thing. I don't have a problem with the Jenny and Johnny stuff because I cause it because it winds you up so much and it's just funny. Um oh, and this isn't this isn't this just like the tragedy watch... of humankind that I find delight in your misery we watched do you remember that video that i made everybody that music video of um with sally Ann matthews at the national tv awards we happened i don't know why but we watched that again the other day and it had the little scene with johnny and jenny getting married in the hospital at yeah, rita's bedside it was like that was so lovely oh Jan, i love jenny and johnny's what wedding does rita think look of what Ronnie. has happened look what's happened tell you what both sharon and Re- jenny need a listen lady chat from rita at the moment don't they and I'm still wondering whether Jenny's going to have anything to do with Sharon's downfall as well, because she was suspicious of her, but she's you know, had all these other things to worry about recently. But could that redeem Jenny if she's the one that that um, finds Sharon out? I don't know. Come on, you, you got you got a score. You're not going to give it a one, are you? Um, Did you enjoy the little bits that I I don't know why well? you didn't give it a one yourself, because it's, it's zero, not a score. Yeah, you can give it a zero. You can give it a zero or a half or... So so, so it's like you're giving it zero, half, one. 
you're giving it four marks off of being the worst of the worst. Yeah, because I like Coronation Street. <laughs> if it was, you know, yeah, but it's you're scoring it on a scale of if, Coronation Street. If it was, if it was the side adventures of Peter Van Man, you know, <laughs> all is, week. But you, but the whole thing intrinsically is Coronation Street in the built into the score. You're scoring Coronation Street against itself. Like if this was, if this was like score this week's episode of Coronation Street versus the best, like the Red Wedding episode of Game of Thrones. Every week, I'm sorry it would probably get like a three compared to that because that was the, probably the best episode of television I've ever watched in my life. Do you well, see my logic here? Yeah, yeah, I do. I just think that it could have been worse. It, it could have been it worse. It always could have been worse. What's okay. the worst thing that could happen? Well, you know, just if it was in all characters that I didn't like, no humour, wall-to-wall tropes and cliches. I think it was pretty bad. This Today's episode... I was so shocked at how often J- J- Johnny was like, you know, what did what was it? it? Just it was just it was very cliched and silly. I think it deserves a one, you but a I one don't. Want, I didn't have that much of a problem as you did. You have well, you're giving it one for boredom reasons. I'm giving it a one for a bit of boredom. Yeah, you're giving it a one and a half. One and a half, sorry, yeah, for a bit of boredom and a bit of anyway. We, we can't spend five minutes discussing articles. You give Why? it one if you want to. I think you should have given it a one and I should give it a one and a half. Right, between us, it gets two and a half out of ten. Okay. And, and, that seems high. Divvy it, divvy it up. <laughs> what are you scoring it out of, Gemma? <laughs> um, I am going to give it a one. Um, one rhyming shag partners. Oh, Jen, uh, Johnny and Ronnie. Mm-hmm. Nice, nice. Um, Okay, well, there we go. Um, but I'm not happy with giving it a one because it didn't deserve it. I don't think it deserved one, but you should have given it a one. That's my that final stance. Okay, fine. Well, because we, I don't take this score and think quite as seriously as I think that you do. But it's scientific. <laughs> and the character, the character of the week, also, as you might guess. <laughs> okay, let's let's go. Let's let's do some news <laughs> because we've got some good, exciting news to discuss. Now I'm actually That's quite excited excited to talk about this, and and, and we love Coronation Street, really. Let's move you on wouldn't to the cabin. Right, we've got some news. This is good. This is like really exciting news. I, well, this is weird, wasn't it? When did, the, did this appear in the, in the middle of the night? Yeah. One night this week? You mm-hmm. texted me about it because it, it appeared online at midnight. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we found, I saw it being tweeted by the Crow blog, so coronationstreetupdates.blogspot.com. We don't talk about them enough on this podcast, but they're the other place that you can go. If you want spoilers and news, this is the perfect um, website for you. So anything to do with Coronation Street that's not spoilerish, there's information, Coropedia, because they never do spoilers on that on that one. And then the polar opposite of that is coronationstreetupdates.blogspot.com, which is Glenda's site. Yes. And they also have like interviews and stuff about upcoming stories, like text based ones. It's really Features. it's really good. Yeah. It's it's like one of the best places to get Corey news. So do you want to explain what this news article is as you were the one who discovered it? From the Corey blog. Yes. It well, it's a competition. People get very confused about this because I don't think that it was communicated properly to begin with, but they did this for the Downton Downton Abbey because um, Downton Abbey is filmed in Highclere Castle, which is on the border between our uh, county, Hampshire, and Berkshire. It's right on the on the border, and they Highclere Castle did a like stay at Downton Abbey for the night Airbnb. You can book it, um, and it's like a it's 
they make it sound as though you can book it, but actually it's a competition that you enter to be able to have the right to stay there for a night. So but that's that's like re- regular, not you know, one night only like this competition is. No, no, it was one night only as well. Oh, was it? You okay. can't stay at Highclere Castle because they live there. It's the house. Oh, I see. Um, so, so, this, so it's an Airbnb competition, which is like, oh, the Rover's Annex is a bookable place to stay. What's the Rover's Annex? Okay, I'm not explaining this very well, am I? Why did you ask me to do this? Stay overnight on the cobbles is the kind of the the slogan of the competition. You can you can stay on Saturday, the 2nd of October. You can book... Book a, book a night for that date only, which is my birthday. So I assume I'm going to win this competition. Otherwise, it's really not fair. This would be the best thing for us to win on Gemma's birthday. Um, can you just let us like stay there the night before so we can maybe wake up on Gemma's birthday? Can we not we'd, do... We'd leave it nice and clean for the actual competition winners. Can we not do like a Change preview for people to let them know whether it's good or not? <laughs> um, so it's the Rover's Annex. So it's what they've done is they've installed a very small little building... Next to the Rovers, like, if you're looking at the front of the Rovers, it's on the left of the Rovers, in the middle of the street. Yeah, it's in the middle of Rosman Street, isn't it? And it's just a tiny little house. It's a pop-up house. building. Yes. Assume it's, it's not going to stay there until the 2nd of October. It looks like a tiny, cute little house because it's got a pitched roof with, with slate tiles and uh, yellow bricks and a little green front door, just like the same colour paint as the as the Rovers. It's got a little sign that says the Rovers Annex on it. And inside there there are two twin beds, a dining table and a little um, sofa. Yeah, and it's, it's kind of decorated inside a little bit to look like the Rovers. I mean, it's the, the wallpaper... Navy and... Yeah, the, it's, it's navy and white. The wallpaper there is the same wallpaper, I think, as they've got in the in the back room of the Rovers. The the table there, you know, Johnny's, Johnny and Jenny have got their, their marble table. Well, this um, is like, this yeah. this looks like that, but the it's style of the marble. rectangle instead of round. Um, yeah, it's, it's really, really cute little... little mini Rovers-esque sort of pop-up house it's a really really nice idea but it's it's for one night only so um it's got a it's it's also got a television in there that they've loaded hours of the of coronation street episodes onto which i assume they've just bunged the dvd in there, in there. oh yeah memory stickers and then i just got it hooked up to brit box i don't know um it's it's uh it's for two guests you yes. get a tour of the street as well beforehand. Yeah. And the outside of the street, they hasten to add, and you're not allowed to go inside the studio. Um, you know. It says, guests will be able to wander around Coronation, Rosamond and Victoria Street to their heart's content. I wonder. I'm not sure that's true, because I don't think they really understand how much contentment a Coronation Street fan's heart can hold. It's quite a lot. <laughs> um, and it's also and includes... might have been broken this week by I Johnny know, and Ronnie. Um, that means there's more room. Um it also includes a hot pot dinner, which I, I that, that scares me a little bit because I can imagine that is just a co-op ready meal. Warmed up in the microwave, here you go. Or the, I was thinking, you know how I have my, my Coronation Street, my Conversation Street podcast thoughts at night sometimes yeah. where I'm falling asleep. I very vividly remember thinking as I was falling asleep the night before last going, Annie's, Annie's. They could get a hot pot from Annie's. Oh, yeah, they could get Because Annie's is the restaurant owned General by Jenny McAlpine and yeah. they do a hot pot there that's pretty good. Yeah. So, um, I think that you, you, or they could just get you to make it. Jenny I could makes do, a very listen, nice hot pot. If they ever want me to come to Coronation Street and do like cook a hot pot demonstration, 
Oh, they wouldn't let me because I'm a southerner and I obviously don't know how to cook a hot pot correctly. Um, but I would love to do so, like something like that. Like Gemma a, makes like an a, awesome hot pot. My hot pot's pretty good, I think. The secret is lard. Um, so, and you also get a pint in the Rovers and Roy's Rolls breakfast. That's so cool. And one of the pictures in the promo images is like the, the breakfast menu. table here with Roy's, yeah. I, I spent a lot of time reading everything that's on this menu. Oh, have you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just sandwiches and things. So how, how, do, how, how do I win this? Night in the Rovers Annex. Is this like a Gail's Granny Annex? Is Callum buried underneath it or something? I hope so. Um, if I the answer, if I spend the night in here, is Uncle Ronnie going to come knocking on the door? <laughs> and, is he going to try and have his wicked way with you in the middle free, of the night? Or do you have to pay extra? <laughs> um, the answer to your question is I don't know. And I don't think anybody really knows. Because I remember when this happened for Downton Abbey, I got really excited. And I wondered how to enter it. I don't know how it happens. You go, you have to go onto Airbnb. They've got this special page. It's airbnb.com slash Corrie, which is where the, the the link, you can you can see all the information and see all the pictures. It's quite worth going to. It's open to UK residents only, by the way. When do I do this? 1pm on Wednesday, the 26th of May, is when you need to get yourself to this website. And I don't know what happens. I don't know if you enter your details and then wait or if it's first come first serve I can't believe that's oh, true it, people would um, be so mad that's just going to leave a website full of frustrated know, party listen, fans if it's first come but you first also, serve but it also says that they're going to take into consideration any reviews that you've had so if you're a new time user of Airbnb I really don't think you're in with a chance because you won't have a body of reviews yeah. to say that you're sort of a trustworthy person we've, we've got some yeah we do in um, Manchester no less in Salford yeah, exactly. Um, there are some rules. No pets. Maximum two guests. No smoking. Picture in front of the local pub encouraged. Hot pot for tea. Non-negotiable. Sensible shoes advised. Note cobbles are slippery when wet. Do not drive into the canal <laughs> after checkout. I think smoking should be allowed in there if you want to like go in as bet. If you something. want to get the proper curry. Yeah. I mean, you know, the first 40 years, everyone was smoking. <laughs> exactly. Um, also, it's £60 and the fee gets donated to charity. Yeah, this is weird as well. It's a competition that you have to what, pay for. It's, they haven't said what the charity is. No. Well, t- to all intents and purposes, this is like, this is an advert for Airbnb saying, look at all the amazing places you can book. You know, knowing yeah. full well that this is just a one-off. It's so cool. And it's a shame that it's a one-off. I understand that, you know, the logistics and the management never and the security this. and everything that would be required. Of... The, the, other, the reason why we were so um, dubious about this idea that you can wander around your heart's content, though it's 24-hour security on the site, as you can imagine, I just don't think that the security guard on duty is going to want you to be walking around at 2 o'clock in the morning... Yeah. Getting up to God knows what. Oh, I, I'd, be, I'd graffiti Poking something. Poking things. I'd put, I'd put MD4GC. Somewhere I'd prominent. write it somewhere, mm. yeah. Next to, next to um, Dennis's It's graffiti. just so sad that only one this is the thing. People, set of people are going to be able to do it and everyone else really is going to be seething with jealousy. Because of the way that they promoted this, it is not immediately obvious that this is a competition. And so I've seen people commenting going, oh, I can't book it, none of the dates are available. And things like that. Or like, I really want this. We should go there. Oh, yeah. I'm not... How come it's only one day? And oh, stuff like that. But if we went, we could record I don't a think podcast we should. from in there. I know, it'd be great, but I really don't think we should enter. Oh, yes, we should. Oh, God, if we, we won, Coronation Please Street... Please enter, would, Gemma. I can't do it because I'm teaching. Coronation Street wouldn't want us to win because it's not fair. 
We've had so many great crying experiences. I know, that's the thing. We have. We've had more than... Enough. And not enough. Well, no, not well we enough. want I more, still... always. But I, I would hate to deprive somebody of this experience. Yeah, you know, someone who's maybe never yeah. been to the set before. And I know you can do the tours. Well, you will be able to do the tours eventually. It's going to come back again. We've had It feels like we don't really ha- deserve it. We don't deserve but it. I somebody would, else should get this. I would love this because it's on Gemma's birthday. It is on my birthday. We would be able to record a podcast... In the street. I know. It's just awesome. amazing. That's why they should just get us, let just us go there. Try it out. Like afterwards or. Please, Coronation Street. <laughs> We'd really, really love it. The thing love is, it. we saw them putting it Our together so it like exists it. somewhere. I wonder what's going to happen to it afterwards. Do you think it's just something that, you know, has been something else up until yeah. this point and now it's got a lick of paint and it's the Rovers Annex and, you know, the in November it's going to be Santa Grotto or something somewhere. The decor inside is not specific to Coronation Street. They could just send, put it anywhere. Yeah, so, well, I mean, it's it's the it's the wallpaper that's in the Rovers, like I said. Yeah, Weirdly, but if, I, if you showed me that picture and said... Where's this from? Mm. I wouldn't say, oh, no, it's obviously the back room of the Rovers, well, but in I don't get why they haven't got the same photo. Well, where's the penguin picture? Where's the where's the pictures of um? Uh, I also of don't get why why is it twin beds and not a double bed? Oh, maybe Gemma, if, uh, if we got it, we could push them together. Ay, ay, <laughs> no, ay. I'm not doing that. <laughs> and also, there's, there's no bathroom in there. There's a bathroom somewhere else. Oh yeah, you maybe just have to go up the wall in the ginnel or something. Maddie's mural. Oh dear. <laughs> oh god, it would be so cool. It is a very, very it's cool. Really, really. Nice. I mean, I've I've said some it's negative things a... about it, but um, only because you know that's the na- that's the name of this uh, the game of this podcast is to moan about everything. But what a brilliant idea! So, con- head of continuing drama John Whiston has said, "What fan of Coronation Street hasn't had a dr- dream where you find your- themselves transported into the show itself, wandering around the houses of your best loved characters?" I certainly have. John, I don't believe you. John Weston, you can see from Coronation Street whenever, whenever you, like. you want. This unique stay gives you the chance to do just that. Stay the night and wake up right next to the Rovers' return. What better way to celebrate Britain opening up again than your very own staycation on the nation's favourite street? Oh, it's <sighs> so cool. If, if, here's a question. If you could stay the night in any, if you wanted any kind of annex, not necessarily the Rovers annex, but an annex of any other house, like a little no, mini if, miniature uh, version. What if you just say, what set would you like to sleep on? Oh, I bet speed dial would be really nice and comfy, wouldn't it? Those yeah. nice soft furnishings. I just like the Bailey's house. Now they've fixed that staircase and they, I can go for a wee in Ken's front room. It sounds oh, like yeah, a great yeah, that'd idea. Oh, yeah, would be good, doesn't it? Yeah. Yasmin's house? I don't know. It's not. It's not iconic enough. I, I think. I think we said before that Yasmin's house would be a nice one to live in. Mm. But for an but overnight stay, stay with, a, with an experience. And I mean, just just what about just lying on a bonquette in the in the Rovers itself would be pretty fun. Yeah, well, there's probably been plenty of Rovers customers over the year passed out asleep on the. Uh... Oh, I tell you what, though, there's always a danger you might give birth to a baby. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, what um, would you? Where would you like to? I know. I said speed dial would be quite nice. Um, well, not the bar, not the not the plats. Now they got rid of Kylie's blanket. Not oh, iconic at all anymore, is it? Kylie's blanket, stupid. Um, no, I'm gonna. I'll, I'll, mm. Well, don't be fussy about it. It's not really an option. There's some Tyrone's. That's a broken home. Yeah. Anyway. Good luck to anybody that wins. If if it's not us, I would love, love, love it to be any of our listeners. I know. 
We'll be super jealous if whoever wins, I think. We well, will. Everyone will, everyone will be super jealous of everyone that wins. Anyone it won't be will. us. No. We will try to hide that when we congratulate the... No, honestly, if it's one of you guys that win this, we couldn't be more chuffed for you. Yeah, Go and enter. And try it. it. And then we'll interview you about what you... Yes, you can be... If you win this, if you are listening... It's a double and prize. you win this and you want to, you can come on the podcast yeah. and tell us about your experience. You win a night on the cobbles and you win an, a, an evening with Michael and Gemma on the conversation street podcast talking about how you got followed around the set by the security guard he was really mad nobody asked him whether he thought it was a good idea or not <laughs> yes anyway and also what? where do you get to park do you get to park your car in a celebrity car park oh, with all yeah. the other celebrity cars like yeah. can you ding um well, nobody is going to be Barbara there are they because it's saturday rolls. I was, it was. No, nobody will be there on Sunday. I, yeah, I mean, I didn't even think. When when I first saw this, I was like, oh, that's Gemma's birthday. Oh, it's probably during the week, isn't it? And I was like, oh my gosh, it's a Saturday. That'd be absolutely perfect for us. <laughs> oh. Yeah, so I now I'm so going to have to spend my birthday being sad that I'm not on Coronation Street. Thanks, unless, John Whiston. Unless we win. Just saying. <laughs> Just saying. Do you, want, do you really want me to Surely enter? So, yes, I do want you to enter. I really want you to enter. I don't think it's a danger of winning. I know, but at least if you I don't... I want to know... If what... you don't enter, I'll think, oh, but what if? Okay. So I think you should enter just to see. Um, I want to know where the £60 fee is going, because it says donated to charity. I would really like to know which one. Me too. Um, we have... There, there's not much else news this week. I mean, what could top that? But um, I just was quite interested to read that in a couple of weeks' time, we're going to have a kind of Britain's Got Talent week. There's going to be a 9pm week of Coronation Street. Now, um, obviously, there's no Britain's Got Talent going on this year. Well, maybe not, obviously. We've if you completely, do, we're if you completely don't know. out now. But they, there's the Masked Singer week. Um, and so it means that at 9 o'clock on Monday, Tuesday, Thursday and Friday on the week starting May the 31st, that's when we're going to be able to watch Corrie. So it's in, yes, yeah, the week after next, isn't it? There's going to be an hour on Monday and then 30 minutes on Tuesday, Thursday and Friday. So Wednesday, no episode. And that only takes us to two and a half hours of Coronation Street a week, rather than the usual three hours. So we're actually getting less Coronation Street in this special week, which is a bit bizarre. But, but it is kind of cool that they're doing a... There's never is, is there? There's never anything too racy in these 9pm episodes. I've not I seen a single Corrie boob. <laughs> no what swear, it's all flippings. Do you want Ronnie and Jenny in the shower together? Oh, no! <laughs> oh, i just forgotten about them for just a little uh-huh. moment. Um, anyway, it could be quite cool. They, I mean, I, I, I don't know what it's going to be. I mean, there are a few stories that could be climaxing. I mean, if we, oh god, I'll just Johnny <laughs> and Jenny again. Um, I mean, there could be something with, um, with Sharon coming to a head that month, uh, that week. I mean, um, we, we could be having Seb's funeral, I guess, that week. Oh. Um, anyway, Maybe, I'm excited that this? there is a big week coming. Two weeks time. Maybe poor Sam's going to be stuck in the. Stuck in a in van, van salmon a van for two weeks, maybe. Um, anyway, so look out for that. And um, if you switch on your tellies at half past seven and there's nothing there, then that That's is why. why. Um, I don't know what it's going to mean for the podcast. I guess, we'll, no, it'd be okay. We'll, we'll finish watching at half past nine, then we'll be able to record it on the Friday. All sorted, no worries. Um, that's it for the news. So I guess that we will move on to our feedback section now. Okay, feedback. I, f- I forgot there was some of the news this week. I just was just popped into my head, literally. No, um, it was funny. The Mirror and the Sun picked oh, yeah. up on that Martin Sterling interview that I did. When was it? Like 
month ago, month and a half ago or so. I don't know why, but randomly, this I think it was The Sun Got There First, put their headline up of, um, what was it, Corrie Star's banned from taking holidays. Yeah. They're in big, of course, they take the... the they just listen to it and go, What's the mo- what can I get annoyed about? Yeah, what's the most um, sensational the thing that thing I, can I can take, take out of there? I mean, to be fair, the article was you know, fairly nice and uh, it talked about... it. it, it they they oh. didn't try to paint it as in like Coronation Street, you know, hold their cast hostage or anything like that. And it's they did all the nice things that Martin spoke to me about too. It was just a silly, um, sensational headline. So I'm disappointed the- in our mole who used to be on it more. Obviously, not a fan of the show at the moment because it took them a month and a half to <laughs> to go off. And well, tell. we'll see what we get from the Tanisha interview this week. Won't what we? she said that oh, she's going to well, get in trouble about. You wait and see. Um, yeah, anyway, so, oh, uh, the, the Sun referred to us as the Coronation Street podcast, so yeah, we'll it's like it, we are fine. official now. Mirror <laughs> called us Conversation Street, and they both linked to our blog, so thank you very much. You didn't just go and claim it all for and yourselves. And the hits are through the roof. Um, feedback then. So last week's episodes ended up averaging 4.38 out of 5, so I think not quite as high as the week before, but still very, very high. Um, I am very fascinated to see what people thought of this week. Are we going to go from, you know, almost the highest it's to almost crazy. the lowest one ever? Um, Briante gave it four wise and woke freaks. Um, Fiona scored it four centres of secrets and skullduggery nice. out of five. Um, my favourite one of the week this week was Hill, who gave it four fat shamed fingers Aww. out of five. Um, and we have, and we've got hard to get any feedback this week. What's going on, guys? Come I think on, sometimes on. when You've it's a good week. People don't have anything to say. Whereas well, sometimes when... people assume that other people have got stuff to say. We have we have got something from Rebecca, something from Nancy, and that is it for this week. So um, Rebecca has said that it last week was another great week on the street. She's kind of thinking now that it might die down a bit. Oh, yes, as I don't want it to. But now Kelly has been charged and Corey won't be found out next week. I can see the story moving to Nina and her struggles. It didn't really, did it? Nina was barely in it. I agree with you, Michael. Thank you. I do think she will be back in her goth attire by the end of the year. Otherwise, the attackers will have won. Even though it was realistic for Abby to accuse Nina, I'm hoping she's going to come round in time and the pair will make up. Loved the Roy and Nina scene. So simple, but so effective. Also loved Nina taking the makeup off as it gave me parallels to the Ashes Bollywood picture scene. Uh, interesting, because Tanisha and I spoke about that. Um, I think that there's a tweet showing the two scenes around somewhere. Yes, there is. So much I can talk about this story and praise it, but I'll go on forever, so I'll move on. The Bailey stuff. To start off with, Ed is so cute as a granddad. Okay, he might be a bit over the top, but it's sweet. I'm surprised you two didn't mention how old the baby looked, as it looked older than a premature baby would. You, Rebecca, would you think you that think we, we know about know? this? Babies come in one size. Little. Baby size. I've got... And, and the only time I've ever remarked upon the appearance a of a child in Coronation Street, a baby, is when Zoe had the hairiest baby I've ever seen in my life come out with, like... A toupee's worth of hair. <laughs> she totally did, didn't she? That is the hairiest baby, you know, baby Shannon. And I'm not um, shaming hairy babies, but it's truly <laughs> remarkable. It was. It hairy was like, baby shaming. <laughs> it was remarkable is the only word I can think of. Rebecca says that she is not liking this Jenny and Ronnie flirtation. I'm just hoping it's just Jenny being a normal flirty self, although Ronnie is her type. What? What is a Ronnie her type? And when they announced the casting of Ronnie, alarm bells started ringing. I agree, Michael. If that camper van starts a rocking... <sighs> <laughs> what? They didn't even do it in the camper van. Oh, they can't... Oh, uh, stop reminding me. Anyway, 
I did enjoy the Daniel and Sam mini story. I don't think it's going to lead into anything apart from reminding us that Daniel is training to be a teacher and Sam wants to go to Oak Hill. Character of the week is Abby. That last scene on Wednesday's episode broke me again. Although it could have been Nina, Kelly or Imran. And I give it four and a half gold star Towie rejects out of five. That's a good one. Sorry, Becca, actually. I like that. Um, I wonder whether there's going to be anything made of Daniel's like end of PGCE because, I mean, he should be finishing it in the next few weeks, maybe. But I don't think they really know or care to be just... accurate with anything related to uh, Daniel's PGCE timeline. Um... We've been watching Deirdre in prison um, on Classic Corrie and we're going to talk about that more at a later date on the show um, for a reason that will become obvious when you hear it. But one thing that really strikes me about that versus Coronation Street now is that I just feel like that those scenes with Deirdre in prison really felt grounded in reality so much more than some of the stuff that happens on the street now. And I, I'm not going to criticise it too much because, you know, the the high drama of, you know, the Seb and Nina storyline is, is amazing. And I don't know that that kind of stuff would have fit back into Corrie as it was when Deirdre was in prison. But the fact that we followed Deirdre into prison and we got to see all of that, you know the nitty gritty of her coping with her new surroundings and what is it like to be in prison. It just made me think of that because you were talking about PGCE. It would actually be interesting to watch somebody go through teacher training and learn what it's like and how difficult it can be and what the challenges are. I know people would might not think that would be interesting, but Coronation Street could make it interesting. Daniel is got is is still grieving for his dead wife. He's got a baby to look after and he's doing a pgce i don't know really how he does that. sitting around in the cafe is quite hard renting himself out by the hour to a child that already knows everything Mm. and also like talking about um who did tracy braben play what's her name um trisha 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 armstrong her actually navigating like the the um uh, like being a being a single mum and working through all that and you know coming up against the DSS rules and breaking them and getting in trouble with my TV uh, license people yeah all that stuff feels real and grounded in reality and honest true life and it is the sort of like bread and butter of Coronation Street for decades and it feels like it's lost that element. Now. Well, that's why I'm enjoying some of the Alahan stuff because I yeah. think that, that yeah, Alahan they are the most real, real family at it the does. moment. Yeah. Um, Nancy Gemma. Yep. She says Wednesday and Friday's episodes were well done. I thought Amy was wonderful when she told Asher to tell the truth. Nina feels bad about what Abby said to her because when you hear those comments from someone you feel close to, it causes you to reevaluate yourself. I feel that Nina will return to her true self once she's in a better place. Corey and Kelly both need to face the consequences for the attack on Seven Nina. I love seeing Toya's feistiness with Laura when she defended herself and Imran. I do not want Jenny and Johnny to break up. I did like Jenny's scenes in the Rovers. She's a great landlady. The Evelyn Kirk and Roy scenes were wonderful. I feel that both Roy and Carla can play a role in helping Nina. Abby will have a stronger relationship in the future. I think it's Abby and Kevin. The character of the week is Abby. I'll give this week's episodes four and a half secret agents out of five. Lovely. Um, I was just thinking, I, I'm sure I saw somebody um, said something on the Facebook group that I was like, yes, but now I... Honestly... I know sometimes on, on, on the weeks when we haven't had much feedback, I have a look on the Facebook group, but I 
I don't know what I've been doing. Um, Joe pointed out that on Ardy's friends list on his knockoff Kickstarter. Oh yeah, I didn't mention that, did I? We had Victor's Eye. It, it was in the friends list. That was yeah, pretty... that was really cool because they're like kind of cousins, maybe. But that's um, played by Chris Bisson, who is Jay Sharma and Emmerdale at the moment, I think. And I think that was a really nice touch to have that. Yeah. The one good thing that I liked about the console. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I, I always... Shall we call this a day? I can't find if there was something that I thought... There's so make... much amazing content on our Facebook group. Our Facebook group is amazing. Everybody on there. Somebody wrote a nice comment about the lovely community that we've developed there. That was Richard. Was very nice. Thank mm. you very much. Um, everyone on there, apart from one person that I hate... That's me. I just wanted to make everybody paranoid. Um, yeah, really good, really good fun, really great um, community. Everyone is nice. Everyone is nice, and we don't all agree. But we're no, nice it's to a good place to discuss. It. If you like to discuss stuff on, as long as you don't talk about spoilers, but if you like to discuss Coronation Street and you're kind of sick and tired of all the arguing and the horrible, we hear that moaning, other Facebook groups about Coronation Street are a bit bitchy and horrible. Ours isn't. Ours is quite you're nice. You're allowed to be bitchy Which is about... weird, considering how bitchy and horrible we can be about Coronation Street sometimes. Yes. Okay, I think I'm we, good. we I have, have it with a good heart. You, right, you I haven't got any, um, else, anything else to say. Um, except to say, you can email us. If you want to tell us what you thought of this week and you want to score it um, and you want to like give your own mini review... Do you think it was five out of five? Did somebody love, to know love this week? Or, do, yeah. Do you have this console? <laughs> what is Jungle Universe like? Is it good? I bet it's really good, actually. Yeah, can you send us a copy? Um, email us at conversationstreet at gmail.com. Is it full of sad lions? <laughs> if you're John Whiston or the head of Airbnb and you want to offer us an evening on the cobbles, oh, um, gosh, please do let us know. Because we, so also, just to point out, we would happily donate £60 to charity. I would donate more if than £60 double, to charity. double, we would do easily for that. Um you can email us or just give us a ring. I'll, t- I'll give you my number. Coronationstreet.podbean.com oh, <laughs> is the place that was linked to by the sun and the mirror this week for our lovely podcast. And you can leave us a review on iTunes. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, Spotify, Facebook and YouTube where you can watch the um, interview that we did. Yes, with, with, with Tanisha. Tanisha Gorey. Thank you very much, Tanisha, for coming on to the podcast this yes. week. Very, very lovely and to speak to you. If you want early access to all of our interviews before they get released onto the main feed, you mm. can join us on our Patreon at... which Patreon.com slash Coronation. No, which tier is it? What, to get early access interviews? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's only the speed dial tier. It's the $3 a month tier. From that upwards. So yes. we've got that one and we've got... We, we've got the bistro Roy's tier and we've got the Roy's rolls. Yeah, and we've got. I don't know. And we've got some nice little graphics to go with each Yeah, one. $3 and up is um, early access. And also... Five dollars and up is all the extra, all the extra bonus episodes, and ten dollars oh, gets you one of those soon, merch. Yes, like these t-shirts that I'm wearing right now. You only got one on though. Uh, yeah, that's um, it, really. That is it. We need to sort out the next bonus episode. I know. Don't I was we? thinking about it. I need to make. We need to plan Top that this five week. sets we want to Airbnb. <laughs> We'll think of something. <laughs> It'll be out at some point in the next. Top five. Seven or eight days. Men. Jenny should shag next. No, don't. Johnny, 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 Johnny and Johnny. Um, is there anything else I wanted to say? Thank you for listening. Thank you, Tanisha, for being on it. Thank you for um, letting me rant 
everybody. I know. Thank you. I know also. a Moika rant is never going to be anywhere near as powerful as a Gemma rant, I but don't I, think I, you I did my best. Yourself. You definitely underestimate yourself. But also, thank you anyway for trying <laughs> Coronation Street. Seriously, even when it's bad, I understand how difficult I couldn't do this job. You guys, thank you, everybody, actors, storyliners, writers, directors, producers, makeup, everybody. Sorry, cover on facts. No, I'm serious. <laughs> Stop trying to undermine me. No, I still love it. We only are mad because we love you so much. And honestly, and and you might so start much. to think this is a toxic relationship. But don't worry about that. Just be quiet and let us stroke your hair mm. as you sleep. There's always <laughs> next week. There's always next week. And Sam honestly, is that, is, have we finally got our slogan after what? 400 episodes? There's always next week. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I think I that's probably think so. it. I don't think so. Well, I haven't so. got a better one than that. Right, we're waffling. Yeah, we are. Goodbye, everybody. Have a lovely Goodbye. weekend. I hope that you enjoyed listening to us while you gardened or did a run or did the washing up wash up or mop a boat goodbye the music for this episode came from podcastthemes.com <laughs>